Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. A big ol' episode 142 of The Pinball Show for you here in December as Dennis and I launch the biggest holiday giveaway in our show's history. Hell, if not pinball podcasting history. As a thank you for making us the world's most popular and favorite pinball podcast, this episode we are giving away a pinball topper, a Zombie Yeti playfield, stern armor of your choosing, a shaker motor, insider connected kit, banners, and more. Listen to the episode and enter to win today. We also go big in this episode with what's coming in 2024, the highlights and downsides of each pinball company in 2023, the latest pinball news, a most special new segment for our official TPS Club members, and of course, the award-winning Pinball Market Trends. There is no other. This is The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Dennis, we've got one huge ass episode. It's the pinball show. It's episode 142. It's the holiday time, and we've got to jump right into it, man. Oh, good. <laughs> I've been okay. waiting. Good. This episode, Dennis, gonna be huge. Have you seen the likes of this episode? You know, we haven't had the impressions lately, Dan. Dan. Hmm. Well, I take a lot of criticism. Yes, I, you do. I, I do. Amanda Hamilton from Free Play Pinball Podcast. <laughs> she rates my golem really low, like a just a five C's out of ten. <laughs> five and C's. I, I've explained to her that I'm doing the book version, <laughs> but I don't yeah, think that the, resonated. People loved my Trump. They didn't. It, the Trump's pretty decent. Now, I, setting the politics aside, I. I I don't have a great Trump. I have an even worse Biden, though. It's just my it's Trump is good. old Trump. It's not new political Trump. I, well, what about what about my my, my Doctor Phil? I hate Doctor Phil. Uh, right, I don't hate uh, it like like Ken Cromwell. Does. Uh, my issue with your Doctor Phil is that it sounds like Mr. Mackey from South Park. Exactly, Mr. It is Mr. Mackey. So every time I hear it, I'm like, that's not Doctor Phil. It's not. Mr. Mackey, if, if, if people go back, we're gonna do this for our Patreon. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go into the vault, the Twit Vault, and uh, if people listen to some of uh, the content and impre- some of the angles that we tried to go into in the past, mm. man, we've come a long way. There's been a lot of experimentation. Uh, yeah, the the only. I, it's it's tough to say because there's always someone who hates all voices. They want the show to be super serious, oh, yes. which they, they've come to the wrong place, unfortunately. But there are plenty of other podcasts to consider. Yeah. But me and my plastic ramps. Oh, there he is. We're the only ones who are truly celebrating. Oh. The one voice, the caped canary in the coal mine, the silver ball knight, <laughs> Nord Man. We still, we still need to find a penguin. I think it might be a David Fix. I remember when I found my parents lying there in the alley pass. <laughs> People love the Nord Man. Man, there's so much stuff I love about this show, and it humbles me each and every day. 
Uh, listener, this is going to be a huge episode for us. You're about to find out why very soon. Uh, but one thing I've got to say is it's the holiday season. We did our Thanksgiving episode last week, Dennis, and we, we gave thanks and sarcastic thanks for those Patreon members uh, in a special episode there. But we gave thanks. This holiday season, you and I are givers. We're lovers. We're givers. Uh, I was humbled this last week, speaking of giving. There was a pin side thread opened up by a fucking troll. Sorry. <laughs> there, was, let me, <clears throat> there was a pin side thread opened up by a individual who, eh, he's been rough on me in the past. Harassed me. I've never even met the person. Whatever. But wanted to try something very sneaky and opened up a thread that said, flipping out pinball experience Uh, what's your experience is it horrible and deplorable and just very much opened up a troll thread right but it was masked in a way that if people didn't know the history of this uh, this guy toward uh, me and my company or the hundreds of other people he rests on pinside they wouldn't know Um, but what he got instead was two or three pages full of nothing but the most kind positive supportive uh, comments and stories for the relationship they have had in the past with my company, uh, Pinball Distribution, the flipping out pinball. And dude, it brought like a tear to my eye seeing all of the past interactions and, and friends and customers jump in there. And I was super humbled by it because, you know, with anything, you get a mixed bag of things. But when it comes to my career in business, I'm so, so committed to that, that seeing all that outpouring of support and love, like made my legs weak. I, it, it, so thank you. Anybody who stepped in there and was unbelievably kind and honest, uh, that meant the world to me. And it was, I, I just couldn't believe that sometimes I forget that people are nice. So a plus pen side and a plus pen siders on there. I'm going to have to be, be nicer to pen side because um, they, they have my back there and to the troll that tried that, get everybody's like, yeah, this really backfired on you there, buddy. So thank you. It feel good. See, Dennis, I love Pinside. Hmm. Well, I only say nice things about Pinside after being, having a thread just to call me out on Pinside that one time. Well, Pepperidge Farm and Dennis remember, <laughs> um, that said, I wasn't aware of this thread. So I'll have to go read it. You have to, just, uh, you don't have to go read it, but if you're no, I found it now, I've been looking while you were, while you were oh soliloquizing. That's wow, what happens when you, when you bust your ass. Here, um, here's my favorite. Co- I'm only on the first page okay. because I, because I can multitask, but only to a certain degree. <laughs> my favorite comment though, I want to call it out mm-hmm. was from mud flaps. Oh, where I he know. said, yeah. Zach and Greg pulled me out of a burning bus. Greg was rougher than he needed to be. B plus. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm even going to upvote that. Oh wow! There you go. Wow. You get, you're up to 48 upvotes, mudflaps. <sighs> you know I don't actually look at downvotes. I uh, I turn that off on Pinside to make it a more pleasant experience. Woke culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just want to live in my happy bubble. Just let me be happy. Anymore, I'm feeling the same way. Uh, I also... You know what? This is this is pinball, Zach. There's a lot. There's a lot of positivity. There's a lot, the the Secret Santa thread. I don't participate in the oh Secret Santa. God. However, I know a lot of people get so excited about, it. and it can be useful to remind people that there are positive aspects because, you know what? We're in the season of negativity when it comes to pinball. And it was. You're right. Like the Secret Santa, I was blessed nicole and i with flipping out we're blessed again to be asked to be a part of a secret santa pinside giveaway where they gave away a pinball machine to an unexpecting you did that last year too yeah last year this this truly saint of a person 
um, that we know of that wants to continue remaining anonymous does this. Last year, they gave a uh, a Toy Story 4 CE. They gave away a handful of things. uh, And we we helped be their little elves. Um, And we contributed a little bit. But like, whole freaking pinball machine, Dennis. This And it wasn't... The guy even came back and said um, he was so, so thankful. And he said, like, you know, I would have been thrilled with like a, um, he, he said, like a stern home edition or even one of those marked down, I think he said Led Zeppelins or pros. But he was like, <laughs> oh, no, one he of the, said one of, one of the fire sale. Games. Yes. He was like, <laughs> but this Santa was kind enough to gift me. Not only a Cactus Canyon remake, but the SE Plus with the oh, topper. Wow. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Very generous. So that pinball Santa is real, folks. He is well, real. You were you were very generous. You gave me a, a very nice gift last year, too. That was You're, last you- year. Times is tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, but that leads me to say thank you. You gave me a gift. I already got my gift from you, Dennis. It came it early. Was much yes. more than you should have spent. There's the power of Cyber Monday. I know, but uh, you shouldn't have spent that much. And I know that you spent that much because you opted for the uh, two terabytes rather than the, the 500 gigs of the one terabyte. Yeah, so. And the reason that for that was really just because you're like shooting like 6K now. I'm like, <laughs> maybe you can hold five minutes of footage on a, on a one terabyte. I got to get you to 10. I got to get you to at least 10 minutes. And so. it was so funny because there's nothing more true than that. Like I have to have these external hard drives hooked up to my actual cinema camera. Because mm-hmm. you can, there's no other device, even a CFast, not to be nerding out here, even a CFast cannot write speeds fast enough for a high-end 4K or a 6K. So it takes one of these portable SSDs and stuff like that to be able to do it. And you don't get much, but it, it, you have to have so many of these. It's like an arsenal just to film a production piece or an upcoming featurette, wink, wink. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so damn it. Thank you, man. Um, you're, well, you're, you're welcome. Your, your gift is in the mail, I think. Maybe, no, by, the, maybe sh- by the next episode, people will see... Uh, the lingerie that I've sent you. Mm. <laughs> All right. We've got something big, Dennis. We do? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, you've, you've talked about some of the negativity this time of year, and we probably won't jump into that so much just because I'm burnt out with it. I, I'm tired of bad humans. I, I'm tired of, of... You know what? It just comes down to that, Dennis. I'm sick and tired of bad humans. And sure, there's only a few of them in this in this thing we call the pinball hobby. But damn, they stick out like a sore thumb amongst the hundreds of wonderful, beautiful people. Uh, so to focus our efforts, hopefully, I'm getting so sad about the, just the shitty human beings out there that I want us to do something to give back to the, the people who support the show and who listen to these damn people right now listening to this show. Uh, we gotta, we got to give back, and we got to give back in a way that only the pinball show does each and every year. We're taking a month off. <laughs> We're going to Hawaii. Dennis, the Twippies are coming. <laughs> it's, the se- it's the season of awards show. Nothing creates more disdain for one another. <laughs> Nothing creates more toxicity than, than that. And we've never asked for a vote. Not once. We've never asked for a vote for the Twippy Awards or the Pinball Awards or whatever it may be, have we? I don't remember us ever asking. I figured this year, you know what? We should just we should just buy votes. <laughs> yeah, just to show our supporters, hey, we love you so much, we'll give you a dollar every time you vote for us. Can we do that? Maybe we'll I'd do buy a giveaway. For a dollar. Uh, you vote for us, we'll give you a topper. How about how about that? Can we do that? 
I don't know. I don't remember the rules anymore. I can ship to Brazil. Okay, I'm gonna put that out there. I can ship <laughs> oh, there's to Brazil. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured uh, we'd do giveaways that way that we are disqualified from the Twiffies and nobody can vote for us. Oh, that's okay. Because I've asked you before, Zach, if if we could just ask to not be on the ballot. We've tried that, and you've explained to me that that you tempted that. We've tried that. I'm gonna. Well, no, because I don't want to have to. <laughs> threaten shenanigans to get off the ballot but you know what at this point and and zach you've heard this from me for years even back when you were doing the the twippy stuff about how i i just think especially when it gets to the content creation side and picking the favorites that it actually does more harm than good you've said that from day one and i disagreed with you and it's just because uh, people, it just, I think it brings out the worst in people. And I would rather not be associated with it at all. It brings out the worst in a few. Yeah. And that's so I, I don't, I don't expect anyone on the, on the Twippy, you know, governance committee to listen, but I am asking, assuming you're okay with it, uh, remove us. I'm requesting that we be removed off of that ballot. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't want to be associated with your award. It doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, but I finally come to the point. I agree with you, Dennis. I'm, I actually, oh, what I, I agree. You've like, actually changed your mind because of, because of the way I've see some people treated. I think I'm with you. I think just get rid of it all. Uh, get rid of the whole media portion of the twippies or whatever it may be. And you know, this is hard for me to say, Dennis, I, I am the one that created the media categories in the oh, twitties. no wonder you were so defensive that's, against that's uh, my mine. idea. Okay. That's my idea. Documented okay. pitching to Jeff Patterson saying, we need to include the podcasters, the writers, the photographer, the YouTuber. Like, we need to include those. And I've created a fucking monster. I mean, uh, on, on paper, it, it does make sense. And we've seen it in other things. And, and part of when we were doing the, the pinball awards, you know, that was part of the discussion uh, because I was against including them there, too. I understand you want to celebrate the hobby. And but at this stage of just uh, for a variety of reasons, one rotten onion can ruin it. Uh, well, it's. You could still just celebrate the games, and I think maybe that's okay. I, I, saying aside, I have all sorts of issues with people's choices, but I've I've talked about that ad nauseum, so I'm not going to bring that up. But just December is my least favorite month when it comes to pinball, and it's not because it's a dry spell. Yeah. It's because of the award season, and I just think it just makes things really there, – there's always drama every December. Yeah, uh, I helped co-create the Twippies to celebrate pinball and those who make it uh, so positive and fun for me. Did the same with the pinball awards uh, and the former pinball industry awards just to celebrate pinball. But now I just, I can't focus on that because it, it, there's so much blowback that comes to me. So instead I'm like, piss on it all. I'm here to celebrate you, the listener, the people. Cause at the end of the day, numbers don't lie. Right? So wh- who gives a shit? I'm here to celebrate these people. And I know you love these people, Dennis, most of them anyway. So I want us to celebrate our listeners, our supporters, and those individuals who message us and we we can put a smile on their face each and every week or or give them information that they may have not known otherwise or provide, as we do, the best pinball analysis in the entire industry. When it comes to the Twippies or award stuff, look, people, if you like us, vote for us. That's fine. If not, not a big deal. Uh, Dennis is trying to get us off the ballot. I'm fine with that, too. We don't give a shit. We want to support you by not just talking 
by actually walking. We don't want to just do the talking. Talking's cheap. We want to give back to you. So I think, this what we need to do is do the biggest giveaway that the pinball show has ever done and maybe one that any pinball podcast has done. I do think it's a pretty sizable giveaway. And that's, of course, thanks to our official sponsor, Flipping Out Pinball. That's right, everybody. You heard it here from the pinball show. We are going to be giving away this holiday season over the next two weeks your choice of a topper. Uh, did it. We're not doing art blade. A topper. I choose Ghostbusters topper. Oh, not. I mean, <clears throat> now, wait. So there's there's a, options, too. It's not like I'm just giving you a Led Zeppelin topper. Now, that's an option. How about a Mandalorian topper? I think it's $2,000. Has anybody given away a Mandalorian topper? We're about to do so. Or how about a Rush topper? I think $1,700. A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles topper. So we've got some options there. You can win a topper. That's not enough, though. What else can we give away? How about a Zombie Yeti playfield? An actual pinball playfield. Either an Iron Maiden pinball playfield or an Avengers Infinity Quest pinball playfield. Is that enough? Mm, do you have any of them banners? I thought it was, okay, we'll do banners. How about that? Look at banner, Michael. We'll give their choice of a banner. Whatever Flipping Out has at the moment, but... Uh, banner you can have a banner how about we do three banners hell why not so we've got a topper uh play field dennis said some banners we'll do that how about some armor hundreds of dollars of armor armor uh, godzilla armor elvira james bond avengers jurassic park you take your pick armor what else is giving away this is the love that we have you want a shaker motor let's throw in a shaker motor too your choice a red trimmer uh, no, no 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 god no not that Stern Pinball is sponsoring this, but you know what? I'm going to show my Stern love. We'll give away a Stern Pinball Shaker motor. Do you want an Insider Connected kit? All right, now Nicole at this point is like, Zach, fuck, what are you doing? No, you agreed to give away a topper and an arm. Okay. But we'll do an Insider kit too. Hell with it. I don't care. We're celebrating you, the listener. Let's do it, Dennis. And not all of these things are going to go to just one person. We're going to give away a topper. We're going to give away a playfield, a set of armor, uh, insider connected, a shaker motor, uh, uh, three banners. That's like eight prizes. Mm. How are we going to do it? Do they? Do they have to? They don't have to vote for us at the Twippies. All they've got to do is let's see if I can mess this up. All right, simple, simple. All you've got to do is share this episode of the Pinball Show on social media, Facebook or whatever it is. Just share it, and then whenever you do share it comment on why the pinball show is your favorite pinball podcast that's all you yes. got to do share it and yep. do that pretty simple just for uh, the sake of i don't know if um if we can see all the shared stuff comment on our post here for this episode on facebook put a comment in there as to why the pinball show is your favorite pinball podcast or you can say your favorite podcast i don't know it may be maybe we beat out the uh, true crime stuff so they can do that yeah and of course, you also have to like the Pinball Show Facebook page yep. to do that too. But also like Flipping Out Pinball as the sponsor here of this giveaway. Like the the Flipping Out Pinball Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Just make sure you like that. And just for good measure, Dennis, if, if somebody doesn't have social media or something like that, they can just email us their comment of why the Pinball Show is their favorite yeah. pinball podcast. The pinballshow at gmail.com yep. is your alternate method of entry. Okay, so that's not bad. All you got to do is share this episode and comment on that post, why the Pinball Show is their favorite pinball podcast, as well as liking the Pinball Show and liking Flipping Out Pinball's Facebook. Yeah, it only takes a... I'd say you could probably do all that in about 15 seconds. Yes, and you could win thousands of dollars worth of prizes here. 
And I do want to thank you, Zach, for flipping out pinball being willing to sponsor all those giveaways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we do care about our listeners. We do. Why not? And so there has to be a deadline to this. We're recording again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So individuals. Yeah, you, need, you need some tally time. I'm thinking maybe f- Friday. You think Friday? Yeah, the Friday before we record next. That works. Yeah. Yeah. So 15th, so give, yeah. I'll give you guys over a week. December 15th is the deadline at 11 p.m. Central. That is your mm-hmm. deadline. You have to submit this again. Share this episode with a comment as to why the pinball show is your favorite podcast, as well as liking the pinball show, social media and flipping out social media. That's easy. And again, you can also email the pinball show at gmail.com. If you don't have social media. Okay, cool. I like it. Good. Good. People go out and win some prizes. You know, who's not going to win a prize? Me. Craig Bobby. <laughs> what? He he did audio this week though. He did. But he brought up rumor corner. He changed the name of it. Let's, let, well, let's take a listen. To Rumor Alley, swear to me. <laughs> swear to me. My parents, I found them there, supposedly. Hello and welcome back to the Pinball Show's Top Stories. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, as the end of the calendar year draws to an end and various holiday celebrations are beginning to stir, so too are mischievous pinball elves who are once again bringing no end to the pinball rumors, speculations, and postulations about what the next upcoming titles may be from the various pinball manufacturers. And short of bringing back Dennis Creasel's own trademark Rumor Corner segment that rose to popularity on his Eclectic Gamers podcast, I'm going to call this segment Rumor Alley as we dare wander down a seedy and shady alley at night looking for our own pinball rumor fix. But remember, you simply can't know or trust if this pinball information is in fact true or, much like a bad back alley pinball deal, is just full of rusty balls, sketchy paint jobs, and weak ass flippers. Danger, Will Robinson. It's a crotch party right up in here. Why don't you lick on this big john? Stop it, Dale, stop it, stop it. First up, we have one of the longest and persistent rumors regarding Stern Pinball that their pinball design juggernaut and silverball champion Keith Elwin, whose next game is rumored to be in the theme of the 1975 classic movie Jaws, rumored to be released sometime in early 2024. Say what? Now the rumors online these days are so detailed about what's in the game along with various layout elements that I'm saying this hot and heavy rumor is almost a sure bet as it gets. And of course, anyone that follows pinball knows that anything by Keith Elwin is bound to be a runaway success for Stern. So expect news of its imminent release to shoot shockwaves of oohs and ahs through the pinball multiverse. A little further into the shadows of Rumor Alley, we have persistent rumors that Barrels of Fun Pinball's next title could be in the late 90s Bruce Willis space adventure masterpiece, The Fifth Element. Say A rumor whose fire was further stoked this week as Barrels of Fun's Labyrinth Machine was featured on Adam Savage's YouTube channel, Tested. 
Now what does Labyrinth have to do with the fifth element? Well during the video an astute Reddit user named Snorknado snared a picture that was taken at the 2 minute and 50 second mark of the video where they cut to a scene of Adam Savage playing Labyrinth. Nothing special there, however, just to the left of the back box, sitting on a shelf, one can clearly see the head of an alien seen in the fifth element. Sheer coincidence? Or could Barrels of Fun be trolling the always information-starved pinball community for what their next title may or may not in fact be? Not to be outdone, Spooky Pinball has tossed their horror-themed hat into the pinball rumor alley this week as they continue to ship various white wood or prototype parts to various pinball media personalities as fans continue to weigh in on what part of the game they may be looking at when each part is revealed and what theme the seemingly innocuous parts may be a part of. The easy guess is another horror theme like the Texas Pinball, I mean Chainsaw Massacre, however Spooky is also rumored to be revealing yet another tease later this coming week that may give more answers to the ever-growing guesses of their next title release in 2024. And the final dangerous rumor found in our darkened pinball alley is about continuing speculation around the fan favorite theme of Back to the Future. Beyond some of the rumors that Dennis and Tony have reviewed during their recent Eclectic Gamers podcast where they speculate the likely possibility that in fact Dutch Pinball and not Stern Pinball has in fact secured the coveted license to the Back to the Future movie. A rumor that was doused with gasoline on a recent online stream of flipping out with Friends with host Joel Engelberth, where award-winning artist Christopher Franchi appeared in the chat toward the end of the stream just as discussion of the Back to the Future license heated up. Franchi chimed in, typing that acquiring the license may not be as hard as people have been speculating, and then in fact he himself may be doing the art for such a title. You cannot... Hold on! Okay. Holy Spirit, activate! Oh no! Holy oh, Spirit, yeah. oh, activate! No. Holy Spirit, activate! 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 Alright, let's go. The Always Koi Franchi also teased at one point, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he wouldn't be surprised if Dutch Pinball did in fact have ownership to the Back to the Future license. Wink, wink. Well, you know what I say. We shall have to wait and see. Okay, let's hightail it out of this sketchy rumor alley and back into the safe and welcoming arms of Zach Many and Dennis Creasel, where I must bid you farewell for yet another week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Well, thank you, Craig, for regurgitating all of those rumors. Maybe we should run with rumors for this episode, Zach. I think we're going to make this episode big. Rumorlicious? Let's make this episode so damn rumorlicious that you don't have to use chapstick for a week. Juicy. Mm. We're going to give them the rundown of the news as we always do, but I think we should just dive into the year and to discuss what games are rumored to be coming out in the future as well as any information we know and what came out this year for each manufacturer, what we liked, what we didn't think worked as well, etc. And we'll start with Stern Pinball. Your production update this week, listener is that the Guardians of the Galaxy Pro final commemorative run is being shipped right now. They're shipping. So that gives us Guardians of the Galaxy. We know that the last two weeks of Stern Pinball are going to be administrative, fiscal inventory kind of stuff, so they're not going not gonna to be working. They're going to start early January. So that leaves us a week, Dennis. Yes. Uh, one week. Well, I guess two weeks. One week. But this, this week is basically... Uh, more of the Guardians of the Galaxy Pro. 
but then there's still, what are we doing until the 18th? Uh, Stranger Things Premium! People still think it's bumped to next year. I have no evidence of it. I'm still being told, and it could change today, but I'm still being told that that's the last game that's being run in 2023 by Stern Pinball. Making me the winner. That's right. Making you the winner. What did you win? I won the, is Stern going to have a game come out in December? Oh, And the well, answer was no. 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 I still think yeah, could, you're going to think it until January 1st. I still think we could have an announcement. Don't do it, Stern. Let me win. Stern. Stern. I Listen, Stern. <laughs> it's I, me, Dendin. It's, it's, I, I don't go by Dendin. Oh, sorry. Stern. It's, it's me. Stern, this is Dennis. Okay. Listen, if you're listening, Swear to I me. never, I, do I ever ask you for anything? The answer <laughs> is no. The answer is no, other than for all of your production data ever. But aside from that, I don't ask for anything, which incidentally, I still haven't received that production data. I need that production data. Stern, don't let Zach win this one. I Just let me have one. Just let me one time. One time. Thank you. All right. No. No. We need it in January. All right. Well, speaking of January, January 2024 comes the likes of James Bond Premium that was pushed out of December. January 2024 also is Godzilla Premium, small run. Stranger Things Premium, another small run. And uh, Cornerstone Pro and LEs, question mark? Small run, if it's not good. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> just, That's just, so I'm true. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, Daddy needs a good release, Keith. <laughs> All right. February 2024, I'm betting on the next Cornerstone Premium. Q2 of 2024, nothing else has really changed between Q2, 3, and 4. That is Q2, Foo Fighters Pro, Venom Pro, and Premium. Q3, James Bond Pro was pushed out of December, but James Bond Pro for Q3. Q3 also, Godzilla Pro, Jurassic Park Pro, Foo Fighters Pro. Q4 is Foo Fighters Premium, James Bond Premium, Deadpool Pro, Stranger Things Pro. All tentative, all can change. Star Wars Mandalorian, look. I'll give you a little tidbit. Birdie Birdie came mm. in, uh, sat on my shoulder, pecked my nose. I said, that's rude. Fuck off, bird. But the bird did tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Why the, were you so mean to this bird? I don't know. And then the bird the bird tweeted at you, and then it said, my name is X now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Twitter joke. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> that's why I spelled it well, out. Well, Birdie told me that that Mandalorian, you may not see that Mandalorian running until 2025. Mm, wow. The weed weed. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought the new season was going to. Uh, uh, I just imagine start scrambling after they had to shelve their book of Bubba Fett theme oh. they were going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what an awful show. Stand down, stand down. Uh. We're not doing Stern Pinball Accessories updates. Did you know that they ran James Bond toppers again in stock? Out I pinball. did not know. Yeah. Wow. James Bond toppers. That's an Is awesome that one topper. of them available in the giveaway? Dennis, don't press your luck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Those are selling okay. Okay. <laughs> Hell with it. Why not? Fuck it. All right. December, uh, we've, we're still supposed to get some Godzilla toppers. Still supposed to get some Godzilla toppers this month. Now, they did. This was interesting to me. That first batch of the Pinball Alley signs that they made, they sold out of those. Mm. No more available. They said they'll okay. probably run it again sometime next year. But uh, nothing, nothing in stone. But I, that had a decent amount of social media buzz, so I'm not too surprised they sold out of yeah, them. So those are gone. So you have to get those through dealers now. 
January 2024, Stranger Things has been bumped to the first of the year here. Remember, they were supposed to do it in November and December. They've mm-hmm. bumped that, which is making people think maybe they're bumping the premium. I don't know. But the accessories are not coming until January. And then Fear Not, your Iron Maiden Aces High Toppers coming Q1 of 2024. Did you know Stern Pinball got an app? Insider Connected. It gets an app. Yes. There's an app for that. What was the uh, Rick and Morty episode? Would you I've like, never seen Rick and Morty. Would you like me to help build an app? Oh, my God. One of the greatest shows of all time. So, wow. so good. But Stern Pinball Insider Connected gets their own app. Uh, did you did you download that app? I have not. Dennis. I'm <laughs> waiting for the bugs to be worked out. Oh, my God. Not an I'm, early I'm what you call a late supporter. adopter. Oh, uh, yeah. Not an early adopter, huh? Maybe oh. if they had told me that the app came lined in titanium. What a dumb marketing idea. Do people actually think titanium is like some precious metal? I don't. People love it. They eat it up. Oh, my God. That's like, all. Is that, not, was that the only thing? There was like no new gold. feature on the new iPhone, so they're just like titanium. And then like Samsung's doing it now. Like, we have titanium in ours, too. <laughs> Who doesn't love the look of a dirty stainless steel? <laughs> Titanium. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you for my iPhone. Now trimmed in my favorite color, gray. That's right. Hey, that is my favorite color, actually. It's my favorite color as well. Oh, man. It's just every time I'm reminded of we're, we're the same person. We are not. We are not remotely the same people. We are identical. All right. Rumored games from Stern Pinball. Jaws is the rumor coming at the end of December. Elwin's game and dun, 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 dun. that's what the, that's what the rumor is i think the rumor what do you think the percentage of that rumor being true is i'm i'm putting it at about 90 percent 100 percent. wow you're going all in okay what about dungeons and dragons i haven't heard much about that but i have zero percent i've heard about john wick i've heard that's uh pretty much a thing 38.2 percent i'm going i'm going uh I'm going 70% for John Wick. Mm. Dungeons and Dragons? I just... The percentage uh, that I want it to be is 10%. 12. <laughs> to five, <laughs> two. I don't want Dungeons and Dragons. I Maybe if there's another... Like, it would be the movie, right? It didn't do I don't great. Know. I don't know. I, no, 10%. I don't know. That's something you keep in your back pocket if you somehow run out of licenses. So it's something you throw away. I love that people were rumoring like there's going to be a 70th anniversary Godzilla coming up next year. There's going to be a, this uh, this 50th anniversary Jaws coming up. And then uh, the same people who were uh, making up those rumors then came out and said, you heard it here first. They're now canceling their plans to do the 70th anniversary. I'm like, wait a minute, you son of a bitch. You can't do it. Like, you made it up in the first place. Now you're canceling what you already made up. Like, what What is going on in this world? You know, the latest Loser Kid pinball podcast we'll actually <laughs> dove a lot into the discussion about what's going on with the rumors. So what do you think? So we know Stern Pinball this last year, 2023, came out with James Bond 60th anniversary. Keith Elwin designed game, uh, single level game, very high price. Foo Fighters, Jack Danger designed game. Venom, Brian Eddy, Dwight Sullivan game. Was that it? It was about it, wasn't it? Stranger Things Vault and stuff. What what were your highlights of Stern Pinball this year? Low light, like what uh, downsides? Anything you You loved? Like kind of like view. I mean, are you weighing like like personally to me or like what are my overall views are? Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's the angle I was probably going to go with. All right, well, 
the big the big success I think has to be Foo Fighters. The yes. uh, the first cornerstone game of Jack Danger, very well received. Yes. Uh, I also feel that Stern got. And this is probably more luck than anything else, but they got to take advantage. Uh, they were the last company to take advantage of what I consider the COVID effect, where people were just buying everything hand over fist, uh, mm-hmm. not really thinking about uh, possible negative impacts on resale or anything of that. Like they got to benefit from that. And maybe that was because Jack was new and people wanted his first, you know, quote unquote real game. Possibly. Or maybe it was just, hey, a lot of people hadn't adapted yet to thinking, you know what, is the market's really going to st- keep behaving like it did in 2021 and 2022, which mm. it does not. So that was their that was their highlight. Yeah, I agree. And I think for the purposes of this episode, maybe next episode, Dennis, we we give our favorites or our award picks for the year kind of thing. Uh, but this this episode, we'll stick okay. to what we think the high and low points, just objective, more objectively. Okay. Are. I'll have to noodle on. You know, it gets still a little more difficult with other companies where they had fewer releases. Sure. sure. In terms of low light, uh, that's easy. Venom, it, I'm sure, is not done what they wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. We talked about that too. I to piggyback off of that, I would agree that the one of the low points for Stern Pinball this year was Venom. I will emphasize, though, I don't know. I'm not sold that it is the product itself so much as the circumstances and the situation scenario that it was put in or they put it in uh, whenever it was released. Remember, we did have that huge gap when they announced at the end of July, but then we didn't start seeing games or anything until like two months afterwards. The, the hype is already, that's just a thing Stern doesn't do. It could have been out of their control, but nonetheless, that that hurt. It hurt. Sure, we saw, but we saw a far more egregious example last year with James Bond, and that hurt it. And it hurt it undoubtedly. Too. But the market I was think, a hair better there. Yeah, the market was right. See, Venom. Unfortunately, Venom just faced a lot of headwinds. I yes, think. Exactly. I think the delay. The delay is definitely a factor that's in play. The market. Uh, was the C. The, the C tier theme didn't help. It wasn't, because str- honestly, it wasn't the strongest theme like a James Bond. The, no, the you know Frisco pinballs aside. Venom is not a top tier character to most people, uh, and maybe it should be a B tier. I don't know. It's I'm not, still a good uh, theme for pinball, though. It, yes, but you know, a lot of people they're initially doing ordering are going to do the ordering based off of the you know those things that are mm-hmm. I'm going to do. You know, I've been I'm still in the episode right now, but latest Slam Tilt podcast episode they have a guest on, and that guest was explaining how with Rush they'd have paid twenty thousand dollars for a Rush game. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter, and this was someone who. Had never, I think, bought a premium before. Well, and it still followed also, it still followed in the avalanche of new products and titles that were announced at the end of 2022 mm-hmm. into the first quarter of 2023. Remember, we had that big old five or six titles all piling out during TPF, where which had some residual effect, I think, come Venom in the summer. So anyway, but but delays on release, issue with uh, the theme choice, I would say, especially people who saw the initial images of the pro model could have been very much put off by the fact that it is the fanniest fan layout to ever fan. <laughs> Fanny May. Yes. And then the fourth item that I think of as a factor is this is Dwight Sullivan's big experiment with this progression based gaming. And I think that may have 
if not alienated people, made them extremely hesitant that they wouldn't like the game and they wouldn't buy it without trying it. And, Great point. you know, you've got this sort of feedback loop where they they don't trust that they're going to enjoy that style of progression gaming, that they either that they worry it's going to make the game too easy and that they'll they'll beat it and then have to sell it or whatnot. I don't know. But it was uh, a very, you know, he, he took a big leap from where he had done Turtles. So that's, Yeah, that's a great point because I think in the long run, it was smart to take a risk like this. I don't know, you know, time-wise or anything. I haven't dove into that, but to take this risk to see what pinball can become. So I think long-term is, is a great idea, but short-term, yeah, it's going to make people more hesitant, especially spending this much money and having a dynamic shift in uh, what pinball is or what it could be become. But I'm with you also that one of the highlights was Foo Fighters. I mean, that damn game, Dennis, I had such low expectations for just based on the theme. Doesn't mean I don't like the music. It's just, it is akin to like an Elton John where I'm like, I don't think it moves units. I just don't. Even throwing Zombie Yeti artwork, which helps enormously, I still was worried. And then we seen what it did look like. And we've seen that they they themed it around Foo Fighters, uh, action, Saturday morning cartoon alien kind of thing. That helped. And then on top of it, I've got to give Jack Danger, the design team, credit. It was that freaking design. That thing, that's the one game that I still say, for better or worse, almost shoots too good. And there are some Keith Elwin games sometimes, like Avengers and stuff, that I'm like, it almost shoots too good where you, you gotta have some risk there but it shoots like a damn dream and i think that was a huge highlight to an otherwise theme that i was going to chalk up as nah, not not going to do well now james bond's 60th anniversary that did fair i don't think it was a highlight at all i think it reminded stern hey even keith elwin has a ceiling um to some respect and even more so honestly more than even that the ceiling for a single level is pretty low, regardless of bill of materials, regardless objectively of the cost of a unit. People will not and do not perceive that style as contemporary, and they will not pay contemporary dollars for it. Yeah, the reason why I, I chose Venom over that as my low light for the company was it's such a small production run that in yes. the grand scheme of things, they played that one fairly safe. Obviously, Venom got full cornerstone treatment, so mm-hmm. that's the that's the main differentiating factor. But yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you, you've said about the the Bond game. It, it just yeah for what it was and we we've seen signs of this. Remember, Beatles was a slow mover until the pandemic sold the rest of them off. Mm-hmm. It. People, whether it's right or wrong, the market says single level, it does not cost as much as quote unquote full featured. Mm-hmm. And you could slap Elwin's name on it, but that clearly they they gouged on that price. It was when it launched, I mean, the initial price asks that we saw were they they just did not click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think uh does that work in the future? I think they learned a lot from that as well as they have last year on the home edition games. I think they learned a lot on that. I think this also for Stern pinball listener was the year of the special edition introducing. And I think this is, I think this is due to market fluctuations and the the status of the market and, and the changes that we've seen throughout 2023 on market stability. Uh, I think we see more special edition stuff in the future as well. Because they introduced that this year with the likes of things like 
Elvira Blood Red Kiss, uh, with the likes of Jurassic Park 30th Anniversary, Ellie, uh, with the likes of Let's Revolt, this stern Stranger Things that people have been begging for. It's what do people want? Let's give them that uh, so that we can continue manufacturing at the pace that we are going to be in this new factory, as well as let's take what's tried and true. Let's take what people love. That is Ellie models of games, something special, glitzy, and glamorous. And let's bring anniversary editions to provide the collector community with another chance in on an otherwise lower run of an Ellie that was initially released in years prior. Yeah, I I think they're gonna I think they'll experiment some more with that. That one I, I, think, I think they see the ceiling though on it too. Yeah, I think Stern recognizes in the new market that they now face uh, a need to be nimble and to play around with mm-hmm. the space that they've got with the licenses that are already available to to them to put on the line. But yeah, the the ceiling of it or is the way I think of it is you're playing a, a you're playing a game uh, a, a dangerous game uh, when you do things like this uh, because you could upset your whales. Mm-hmm. So, and the whale is uh, as a as an almost mythical beast, and you do not want the whale to feel the harpoon going into it. Like so, <laughs> so my point being, I know Travis Murray had kind of ex- ex- expanded on this on a prior Triple Drain episode of a few of them ago, actually mm-hmm. talking a little bit about this. So I do think it's a tightrope back, and especially as the market cools for Stern to be able to like, what can we do that feels okay? And hopefully doesn't upset our people that are always, I went where I had a first refusal on every LE. And then they get to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm done with mm-hmm. right of first refusal on Stern LE. Cause they're going to always have a better LE later. Uh, I- so, they, I don't think they've had that yet, but I think they're aware of it and they're trying to figure out ways to do it where it doesn't feel like you don't want to piss off your old base, mm-hmm. but there's money being left on the table if they don't do these things mm-hmm. so that it's a, again, it's a tightrope. You got to watch your pander meter, you know, we, we got to watch how much we, uh, how much we feed and we don't want them to get sick. We don't feed them too much to make them sick, uh, but we want to keep them hungry. Uh, I think foie gras. The, I think, <laughs> what'd you say? I said foie gras them. Uh, you know foie gras, the know goose no. goose liver. They force feed them. Oh, until okay. they anyway. Never mind. It just reminded me of the recent Rick and uh, Rick and Morty's back again episode of the. Uh, I've never Rick seen and, Rick and Morty. I know, but they did. You'll know the reference. They did the total recall of the uh, the little thing that comes out of the stomach. He's like, open your mind. Um, <laughs> What's oh, the quaid. the quaid. The quaid. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? Quaza or something? <laughs> and they did a whole episode on that. It's fucking hilarious. But, uh, uh, okay. The other thing that I have to bring up, this is Stern Pinball Heavy because they, the, I'm proving my point right now. They continued in 2023, Dennis and listener, their complete and utter domination. And what I mean by that is some of you might be like, well, wait a minute. There were some, some new things that came out that I think made a pretty big punch. And I would agree with you. Things like barrels of fun pinball. The domination continues because I would argue that all the established companies out there, the Jersey Jacks, the Chicago Gaming Companies, the American Pinball, they were taking swings, maybe even bigger swings than they've taken in the past. And it resulted them in more steps behind Stern Pinball. They continued to dominate in the connectivity sector of this industry and hobby. And they're flying with that thing. So much to the effect that I would say that Insider Connected is now a huge plus 
with the entire Stern Pinball platform. And I'm excited to see where it goes next year alongside the Spike 3 system. That's right. Mm. I want to see where Spike 3 is going, and I want to see if Spike 3 has the capability alongside Insider Connected to finally get to the mecha level of internet connectivity in pinball, and that is some sort of exchange of competition uh, with between two different locations. That's the next big step. So look, they've got the milestone stuff. They've they've got the badges. They've got the awards and the achievements. They've got all of that. I think their next step, unfortunately, may be the in between, which is downloadable content. I think that might be the in between. They might see before you know me playing somebody in uh, in in Kansas. But I want to see what Spike 3 is going to bring, and I want to see what this next iteration of Insider Connected is going to bring. Because I think 2024 should show uh, what that next big step is going to be. Then again, maybe Stern in 2024 is just going to be a master of puppets pulling your strings, twisting your mind, and smashing your dreams. Jersey Jack Pinball. Did you know this last week or so, Jersey Jack Pinball had sent out some showroom models of Elton John Platinum Editions for some of the dealers out there. I did not. Did you get yours? Yeah, I got mine. Got it all set up. I think even flipping out with friends, we'll be streaming it possibly as early as this week with Joel Engelberth. Woohoo! So I've been playing playing that, trying to learn the rules and such and the, and the flows and figure it all out. So go to your local dealer if you're wanting to play and see this thing and then order at flippingoutpinball.com your Platinum or Collector's Edition of Elton John. I think it was a good move, though, to get them out in the world a little bit better uh, through the use of distribution. Yeah, it's been a little weird. You know, normally, they've had a few ready to go when they do their reveals, and I'm, yeah. I thought I really liked that, but obviously they didn't hear. So, yeah, as to whether it's online or something, I don't believe so. Um, Jersey Jack, there was an interview. He did the Loser Kid. We discussed that last time. This last weekend, he went on uh, Canada's Pinball Podcast, doing a live stream and caught him at automated uh, pinball distribution and had him sit down to discuss some questions. A lot of it was kind of carbon copy from the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, but still some interesting information nonetheless that came out of it. When asked about whether or not Elton John's pinball machine was on the line, Jack responded, quote, it's on the line. Okay, well, there you go. There's your. But you just said you didn't think it was on the line. I, well, better, better to listen to the founder, I would think, than, than a distributor. Question mark. Why? <laughs> uh, okay. Question mark. Question mark. And then, uh, and then, Chris asked, "No, like we've seen some go to the dealers and stuff. Are customer games uh, like customer games?" And Jack said, "Quote: Customer games are going out." End quote. Okay. Oh, they're actually going out. I haven't seen any unboxings or something. So I guess this week we will see plenty of unboxings and videos from the factory showing all of those Elton Johns online. I'm pumped. Let's get them going here. Uh, software and hardware changes on the flippers. He talked about that. I don't know if he listened to the pinball show or, or not from last episode, but um, he talked about them having the same coils. Remember, I was saying possibly yeah. that was a difference. He said, no, same coils. Uh, and it was not just software changes. I guess he was just saying that people like us right. were like, well, wait a minute. You just said software changes. Was a, He said, no, there were hard, hardware changes as well. So it's the same coils, but there's other... You know I what? Don't know what I I've done some flipper rebuilds, but I guess I'm just too stupid. So was like was I, I mean like the, a I different coil stops or what? I don't know what the difference would be. 
I have no clue. Okay. Honestly, at this point, I have no clue. I can think of a lot of components that can be different. I'm just trying to think of like what would... What would really, yeah. Would it be maybe a power supply issue? Penmonk, if you're listening, write into thepenballshow.gmail.com. Can you tell me what what it would be if it's not the coil? Victor. Yeah, possibly. He'd say power supply probably. I don't know. Who knows? Now, uh, they also talked about Steve Ritchie and him working on his next game and stuff. Jack had to make another little jab there. said, quote, you let Steve Ritchie do what he wants to do. You don't take things out of his game. Oh, there it is. He just can't burn. Can't not do it. When asked about pricing, Jack Granary said, quote, probably not, end quote, regarding the question about whether uh, we've seen the ceiling on pricing in pinball. Probably not. He thinks the ceiling is higher. But he also emphasized that doesn't mean you're going to see any increase from, in pricing from Jersey Jack. But Jack says he still sees for some specialty stuff the, the ceiling not being met yet. When asked about remaking previous stuff, because he said well, he's looking forward, not moving, looking backward, probably not going to rerun anything in the past. He said, quote, I'd be shocked if we're building pirates again. So he's really doubling down on that. Uh, do not want to make pirates again. He said, that, I, that doesn't surprise me, though. He said that the, we will probably see one and a half games this coming year. I don't know what that means. Hmm. What, we, we will split this game in <laughs> twain. We will only show them the head. Mark Seiden is on the next game. I confirmed that. I think mm, we need Harry that. Potter with Mark confirmed? Huh? Oh. Yes. Which tells me it's not Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Uh, excuse me. Mark Seiden on Hogwarts Legacy confirmed? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, he's the right person to put on it. Chris asked, very, very structured, said, were you guys able to make just Toy Story 1 if you wanted to? Jack Renary's response, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then he followed up with, did Disney make you make Toy Story 4, the number four? Jack responded, no. So he's saying that the company just is incompetent. He didn't elaborate, but the the information that was presented from Well, no, Jack, I think, has always been consistent that they chose to make four, but I heard some of the actual employees that have worked on the game had indicated that it, there was a time where it could have not been four, but because the development cycle mm-hmm. went so long and then the four movie came out, that Disney basically, I guess, it's they didn't quite say that Disney, quote unquote, made them, but they were like, Disney came back to them when they wanted to extend the license and said, we want you to do four. And their yeah. reaction was, you don't, you don't push back on Disney. So that's kind of like, if I was to try and nuance it, that's the best I could do. And that's all off of my recollection. And he went on to say that if, if for some reason they don't have the license anymore, but if they did, they could potentially make a Toy Story one or two. Oh yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Uh, And uh, side note, other manufacturers, why not? Why, Why not jump into that? I still think it's very viable and would do incredibly well. That's tough. Because of the risks of confusion to the public and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get that, but I don't know how many toys. They, I mean, the toy stores didn't sell horribly. It just didn't sell as well as GNR. Jack also talked about licensing uh, and needing to appeal to the world rather than just the U.S. and different genders, different ages. Um, so he talked about the importance of that. But the big thing to Jack Guarneri is the usage of assets and what assets they can get. He said, quote, the more assets we have, the better chance we have at making better games. I'd agree. I would agree on that. But 
He also said, quote, the design team decides what they want to do, end quote, regarding whether or not they use assets in the game or how they use, how much they use of those assets. Because I think the example of Willy Wonka was brought up and Jack kind of pushed it to the design team and said, hey, uh, that's what they chose to do. Interesting. If that's true, design team, use all the assets, <laughs> all of them. Well, but there is a balance, right? I mean, at some point, do you want it to turn into, I still remember my stereotype, as much as I enjoy playing the game of Guardians, which is like, let's just have every freaking clip from the movie in here at some point. I don't know. It just seemed it's kind of silly. Wobbly no-no. <laughs> oh, my bubblies. So yeah, so Jack got to talking about that. He said the next game is licensed. And he threw another dig saying, quote, I'm not making three games that are unlicensed. <laughs> Another burn. I I appreciate that one, though. He also talked about compensation and whether or not uh, designers get bonuses if they sell more games, how that works. Jack said, quote, the whole company gets bonuses if we do better. Everybody. He even talked about the example of the people packing the boxes and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are a number of companies that I believe that operate. I've been in the public and nonprofit sectors for so long. We didn't have that, but. But my understanding is that's pretty common for a lot of companies mm-hmm. do bonuses company wide. Yeah. So that was that was good to hear. I like that. What did what did Jersey Jack do this last year? They they had the likes of The Godfather coming out in March, and here recently they had Elton John come out. So they did get two games out within a year. So bravo on that. Now I think some of the reasoning was because of sales kind of thing. It wasn't because of. Able, ability to get parts and production speeds and stuff like that. I I agree with you. I but I do want to note that they've gotten games out within a year before now. It's just this was a calendar year and some people for oh, whatever okay. reason like mentally couldn't like but the gap between what Godfather and Toy Story 4 I think was within 12 months. That's true. That is right. So they're actually on a cadence to be able to do this now yeah. it looks like. Yeah, their cadence has has dramatically approved from the early days when Jack ran the company. Yeah, until Harry Potter comes out. (laughs) Hogwarts Legacy is how it's pronounced in English. Hogwarts Legacy. It's going to be Hogwarts Legacy. You, you, you can deny all you wish. All I can say to you and every other podcaster out there saying the same thing is just, just you know, remember your boy here. All right. Hey, I've I've been wrong a few times in this hobby. So they came out with those two games. I think that um, the highlight is that they came out with two games that are what Jersey Jack pinball machines are complete and utter beauty. They are dazzling and (laughs) some of the loudest and most dripping with beauty games that we've ever seen in the industry. And that does not go without any exception this year uh, with these two products. I think the downside for me would be that the theme choices of both of these, I think, are subpar. I really think they're subpar. Uh, if you told me, you know, pick 50 as a d- distributor, pick me 50 themes, Zach, uh, that we could manufacture and make some money on, neither Elton John uh, nor Godfather would be in that top 50, I don't believe. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long list, too, 50. So I, I, I don't think they landed on either theme, nor do I think... With either game, they really have brought something that helps people look past the theme or that they can commit to the theme, even if it's not in their top choices uh, of theme uh, of themes in pinball. So subsequently, I think you've seen the downside of Jersey Jack pinball this year has been probably sales numbers. Mm. Okay. I don't know to the full extent 
as to what 2024 has coming for them. But I can tell you I am very excited uh, about the stuff that they do have coming in the next five years. Based on, I mean, if the rumors that I'm hearing are true. And speaking of the rumors, we've heard Harry Potter. We've heard The Matrix, Top Gun, Maverick kind of thing. What else have we heard? Uh, those are all the pending ones I'm aware of Yeah, that I've heard. I think if 2023 was Jersey Jack's down year, then uh, just like Dogecoin to mm -hmm. the moon. Okay. Well, uh, I wouldn't recommend necessarily that you diamond hands the JJP game because those <laughs> things seem to fall far, far more <laughs> as you wait. So if you don't like your game anymore or you're tired of it, I would say sell it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We're seeing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't diamond hands that. Uh, their highlight for me, I would say, is they uh, their trailer game, their teaser game. Oh, it's strong. It's uh, it's the strongest in the industry. Their marketing is uh, strong. Yeah, it's it's honestly all right. <clears throat> Jersey Jack Pinball. Oh, listen, th this is Dennis. Dennis. Yep. You're Jersey Jack. Listen to me. You're taking it too far. Don't let people fly away from their games. They oh. shouldn't be floated. Don't let people float. Don't be don't be floating people. <laughs> Like, this is a Quidditch match. You should have held that for when Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy, the non-Harry Potter, Harry Potter game comes out. But you didn't. You fired it off too early. And now we won't be impressed when people float on a broomstick away from the pinball machine. I'm just saying, that was a prime opportunity, and wasting it on Elton John was a mistake. Snape. That's all I Low have to light. Have. I'm going to be more specific than you on that. My low light oh, that is was Godfather. the positive? Yeah, that was. Oh, shit. Top of the tier trailer game this okay, year. Right. Wow, next level. I think they're going too far with it, but you know what? It's still top of the tier. Yeah, they got billions I mean, of dollars. They're turning it to eleven, and I'm a little worried. But, but low light Godfather easily terrible theme choice. Absolutely awful that that ever got greenlit uh, is absolutely shocking. I'm just that's the sort of person that would tell you to make Citizens Kane pinball is my concern. Mm. Just because something is an iconic, excellent film does not mean it should be made into a pinball machine. And the pinball machine looks good and it plays well. Sure. But that theme, oh, that theme put it behind the eight ball more than the four did behind Toy Story. Elton John, at least, uh, as an iconic music. Yeah, it makes sense to pinball. With, with, with music that works for pinball, that one makes more sense to me. It's kind of uh, like the Godfather rumored uh, Journey. I think uh, there's a rumor that yeah. Stern has Journey. Kind of along the same lines, like, I don't think it's going to bust down any doors, but like, it's a good thing for pinball. I like mm -hmm. me some journey. So it's just Godfather and the design team did what they could with it. And that's why I think when you play it and you see how they approach the rule set, it feels very much like, all right, we're going to kind of do it like the mafia series of video games and, and have you go and control territory and all of that, because the movie plot doesn't really work mm. for the... I, you could try and argue that the movie plot's about controlling territory too, but obviously that's not what the movies are really about. They're yeah. about these interaction of these characters. It's a character study style of film. And I, I just, I just feel like on paper, it was a terrible idea. That's why I remain of all the themes they've ever done. I remain the most shocked at that one. Mm. At least with dialed in, you could argue they didn't know any better about doing sure, an unlicensed sure. theme that early in their sojourn as being a company, but. Godfather, they should have known better. It was it was a big mistake, and it hurt that game, uh, yeah. which, even though the game's fun, there will be people that will never look at that seriously because of that theme. And you know what's funny? You say you talk about the differences between a, an Elton John product and release versus a Godfather, and here I am uh, publicly saying that as a distributor, we sold many more Godfather units than we have Elton John 
and and I anticipate and estimate uh, that that will easily remain the case throughout the lifespan of the Elton John game. Um, I I would like to see next year in 2024 Jersey Jack Pinball's next release to really make sure you nail the launch of this product because I don't think it was uh, it was done well enough to maximize sales for Elton John. And I believe the numbers don't lie on that. And here I would also, again, like we talked about with Stern, Godfather probably did, ben- not not nearly, obviously, to the extent of Foo Fighters, but Godfather still probably benefited from that. We're not quite sure if the market's changing from what it was in the pandemic. And I think there were still people that were kind of jumping on. Plus, they had games ready to go for sale. Yeah, absolutely. Like you could actually really not not pretend on the line. They were really on the line. And I would also say this. I don't think Jersey Jack Pinball, this is crazy. I don't think Jersey Jack Pinball should change their pricing structure. I do not think they should lower their prices because I do think that the theming that they have over the next five years is going to be substantially greater than their last two releases. Thus, in my opinion, there should be no need to reduce any prices. I think your your model of what you've got right now with the, the whole platinum thing, uh, I don't like that that's now not limited, but your collector's edition at 15000 I think you're fine there, especially if you have some dynamite themes coming up. I would, I feel their pricing's too high. I would say That's there's fine. a lot of risks, though, to lowering pricing. Um, and inflation will eventually catch it up to be, to be sane. So at this stage, they might as well just stay the course and just hold the pricing. I do think switching from LE to platinum was a smart move, though. I, I conceptually, yeah, but because if you're going to keep the same price, then people are getting kind of less than because there is no limit at that point. I see. I but see they do the get, argument. They do get rad, rad cows now. They get a topper now, so there was added features. So that's a plus. Five thousand was a bullshit limited count. So true. They never met it. So true. Not even on Guns and Roses did they meet. You're it. right. You're right. So it was fake. But there and, are themes coming up, and moving away from that, that fakery, I think, was and important. Roses. I just, I, that's their premium model. They need to, they needed to accept it and adapt to that. And I don't, if you were, all right, maybe, you know, right into the pinball show at gmail.com. If you were one of these people who were you actually buying the LE version of a JJP with its 5,000 unit limit because it was exclusive. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because I don't think it was, I, it would have worked if it was really limited. I mean, we're, we've been debating if Stern has got, and I would argue they are, that a 1,000 LEs is too many. It's too many for the size of this hobby. Too many people are able to get the LE. What they should be doing, not saying... I'm not convinced, Jeff. Sorry, 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 LE buyers, because some of you aren't going to like this. But they should be raising the prices even more on those LEs and dropping the unit counts. I can see and making them yeah, truly precious. Yeah. But they, they don't. They're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. And that worked in 2022, 2021. It's not going to look at Venom. It's not going to work the same way all the time like it used to. And mm. uh, and so if you want to, a whale wants things to be exclusive. And, and they notice if you go from 500 of something to 1,000. You know, and, that, and that's before we even play these stupid games with the 50th anniversaries and all that. Not to jump back up to our last uh, classification with Stern Pinball, but I wonder if Stern Pinball does something if they want to do these special editions going forward in the future, they jump back and fall back to 500 LEs at initial release. And then a year, two years later, 
they fulfill the rest of the remainder of that 500 to get to that thousand with a different addition, different artwork and, and stuff like that to hide that thousand unit count. That that's something on that tight rope walking that I'm thinking that they are debating about how to play that game. Mm -hmm. Cause if you notice the reason they're coming out with these additional uh, special editions there, some of their justification is, Hey, we now do a thousand LEs per, per game. Uh, Jurassic Park only had 500, um, you know, Elvira's a low run. That's what they're, that's what they're kind of saying. Speaking of theme whispers, there's no better than spooky pinball. Honestly. I mean, look, uh, spooky pinball arguably has the second best themes in the entire industry. I don't even think it's arguable. I think they do. I think that company for whatever reason knows how to get good themes. And they know what good themes are. So let's talk about Spooky Pinball. They continue sending out these next game prototype parts to different media members. I think Nap Arcade did a video, a live feed on receiving a part and showcasing it. Um, the part in itself, I think it's a puzzle, guys, because I think the part in and of itself is not going to tell you much. But with Carrie Hardy's part or Don Pinball Podcast part, if you put them together, I think that's kind of where it's at, if I had to guess. Uh, but it's still a, a nice little teaser system that, that, uh, that I'm enjoying quite a bit. Um, I think that they're almost at the done with Scooby doos. So we should be seeing, I don't know when they will release their next game, but it's gotta be coming up with all these teases here. Um, spooky. Well, oh, it's Dennis, it's Dennis again. Spooky. Don't send me, so, don't send me no, no puzzle piece. You're so mean to spooky. I am not, but don't send me no puzzle pieces. <laughs> I want to play your game. Oh, <gasps> Is that a Saul reference? I don't know. Was it? Rumored upcoming games. Uh, I guess Saul now? <laughs> we added Maybe. that last time, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. We added goosebumps. Um, <laughs> We're having fun I didn't with remember spooky. us adding it, but I, I guess so. I'd, I'd heard... Mo I, the main two I've been hearing were Evil Dead Evil. and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I've been hearing that. Monty Python's Holy Grail. Uh, Looney Tunes, Friday the 13th. I think Friday the 13th would work. So uh, what do I think their highlight of this year? Was it Scooby-Doo? I think that Scooby-Doo, they should be proud of themselves because if they're building close to 2,000 units of a game, that's a lot of pinball machines. That I think that there are some Jersey Jack runs that they would have loved to have sold 2,000 pinball machines or units of a certain title. I think that, uh, I think that for a lot of pinball companies, 2,000 would be a dream. They would be, they would be so happy to do so. So I think they got to congratulate themselves for selling uh, nearly 2,000 of a title. Now, then again, I think another highlight of not only 2023, but historically for pinball is bringing the license of Scooby-Doo into the industry. That is a no-brainer if I've ever seen one in my life. That is not only a great theme, but one that is perfect for pinball. Now, the feedback that has been received is very similar to that of some spooky pinball machines. Uh, the typical downside kind of things are the, the criticisms that you see. I would comment that those criticisms are getting better each and every release. But I think, the, yeah, I'm with a lot of people. All right, you can't say you're a boutique company anymore, spooky. Come on. You're, you're running with the big dogs now. Highlight-wise, I think it'd be hard to say anything other than Scooby-Doo because it... 
for a lot of people, uh, though, I guess technically they may have started it in. Tw- no, they did start it this year, didn't they? They just the announcement was in twenty. The announcement was at the end of. So, it was in December. It, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the the bottom line is general reaction that I've seen overall is that it is significantly better received than Halloween Ultraman. Yes. For a variety of reasons. Better theme, as you've noted, is an excellent theme choice. Uh, Halloween was a good theme, mm-hmm. but gameplay wise, a lot better reception to Scooby-Doo than the Halloween Ultraman layout. And I feel like it has sound, sounded like that they've stayed on top of, you know, they solved a lot of the other issues like critiques about the animation style in the older games versus mm-hmm. what they've done in scooby-doo the rules updates i'm not saying they put out a lot on the old games but it just it they've done more to make it uh feel like they're trying to address a lot of the concerns that people had yeah they've added coders particular. and stuff yeah because halloween ultraman as a game i thought was a step back for the company mm. this seems like a step forward from that a, a pretty significant step forward so i think that's definitely their highlight yeah. uh and to the low light, uh, basically what you what you touched on, uh, the problem that Spooky has, despite the strides that they've made, the improvements they made, the, you know, the moving to like Molex from IDE cables yeah, and all the rest God. of it, is they still of the major manufacturers, and they are a major manufacturer, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, Agreed. they are a major manufacturer. They have the worst reputation on quality. And yeah, of the major as long ones, around yeah. it. They have been around long enough that they should be better. Mm-hmm. That American Pinball's build quality is better than theirs is a problem. So I'm hoping that they really, it's tough because there's so many things that they need to look at, but not just trying to make good games, but make good quality games. Yep. And it just seems to be a this never-ending struggle with them. And I agree with you that they've made progress, but not nearly the amount that they should be making. Yeah, I can, I can so. agree on all of that stuff. I do like that they... Their customer service is good, so the, yeah. they won't ghost you like like some manufacturers may. They're they'll be there to you know they'll they'll back up their stuff. They'll send you part. They're good with that. But yes, quality continues to be a focus. What about barrels of fun? Why we? It's oh, a whole barrel. Can we even skip over Chicago gaming like that? Let let's be fair. They've earned their spot in the top four here. Chicago gaming company. I can't really give you a highlight because I haven't done. Much besides anything, continue shipping Cactus Canyons. They're behind on that. They don't have the production run completed at this point. And Pulp Fiction, they estimated was going to start shipping in Q3. They've blown through that. All these are low lights. And I don't even know if we'll see any, uh, I don't think we'll see any Pulp Fictions uh, produced this year. That's, that's my strong take. And mm-hmm. I think 2024 is finally when you're going to start seeing some trickle out. And I do believe that after that, we're going to deal with a year, if not a year and a half of the majority of Pulp Fiction. So I don't see anything on the horizon from Chicago Gaming Company for quite some time. And even their estimation that Medieval Madness was going to be rerun in 2023, and then we hoped and prayed to push to the back of 2023, I think would be somewhat of a miracle if we've seen any reruns of Medieval Madness occurring even at the end of 2024. I don't see it. They've given me no evidence to suggest so and it's very tough for me because of all the products that any manufacturers make chicago gaming company may be my favorite or one of my top favorites that's chicago gaming company yeah yeah i mean my highlight would be despite or in spite perhaps of of everything that's been happening with them they have been able to maintain the reputation of of perhaps having the best build quality in the industry yeah uh, people really respect how robust the games are when they get them. And as noted, but I guess I'll just, I'll be a little more, I'll put more of a, a blunt point to it is uh, 
Chicago Gaming Company. This has been going on for years. Oh, just you, no, I'm just going right into my low lights. Wow. I, I, they don't even get a personal they don't. tennis here. All right. They don't because I assume they're too busy trying to build Cactus Canyons. Um, <laughs> Howdy, partner. But, but I got, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll, I'll call them out here in a little bit. But the, the low light is the production speed. It's an abomination. Oh. And it's been that way before Cactus Canyon. So all right, Chicago Gaming Company, CGC, if I may use your abbreviation. This is Dennis here. Oh, there he is. All right. There we go. I had to find your number because it was buried under these uh, incessant excuses for why you weren't able to do <laughs> SE pluses. Um, figure it out. Figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Like, why are you so slow at building everything? It's absolutely ridiculous. You've been in this industry forever and a day. Your quality is awesome, but your pricing's great. Uh, but you are so slow. You should be a top three manufacturer, mm. but you have the output of a lethargic sloth, not even a regular sloth, one with, with some sort of lethargy. Did you hear my example that I gave last episode? So just figure it out. Figure it out. Isn't that funny that that almost sounds just like the recording? Yeah. Figure wow. it out. So that's CGC, man. I don't even know. Do you think play mechanics, do you think they are more hesitant about developing a follow-up game because of this? And also more hesitant to have CGC uh, manufacture a follow-up game because of this. I say yes. Um, I say, I say yes, but, but it doesn't matter. Hmm. Because I think the relationship between those two companies is so incestuous that it's going to just be with them no matter what. Okay. There's just too many people are buddies with too many other people in that. It's, well, I think uh, they a, utilize CGC for cabinet sure. building of the no, games. It, so, yeah, it's just that, business there. Okay. You, I, we can phrase it as polite or as nefariously toned as I, as I chose to do just for the entertainment of the listener. But okay. the bottom line is there too many people are friends with too many other people within each other's company. They're going to, they're not going to go to another another company who could take it on. Who's ready to uh, outside of American Pinball, which claims it's got like 25 I I, operational I lines no ready to say build. American I may be rounding up candidate. incidentally on the number of lines. American Pinball. I'm not it's convinced. called hyperbole. Yeah. Don't hold I, me I'm to not it. convinced that American Pinball would be able to do that. I'm not. I'm convinced that at least one person there thinks they are. We can jump in American Pinball right now because I would say <gasps> that. Wow. Uh, I've, I've heard that Houdini's have been on the line for like last fucking two months. Like what, I, uh, if you have 200 to make, how long is it going to take you to make them? I, I, I don't for uh, American pinball there, there last year here, they had no really news right now, but the last year they had galactic tank force, original theme come out. Dennis Norman designed GTF and, uh, boy, oh boy, the there media, are no alleys the, in galactic tank force because of the bad memories. I wanted Rocky road. My parents promised me Butterbrickle. <laughs> Do you think Nordman's favorite is Butterbrickle? <laughs> okay. It's pecan, not pecan. <laughs> uh, American Pinball's highlight was GTF. Honestly, you know what? We're the big show here in the Pinball Show, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it real loud. I think the highlight for American Pinball was the layups and the toss-ups that the media provided you American pinball. We provided so much to help support a product that was dead on arrival and you squandered it. You didn't nurture it. You didn't pat us on the head. You did nothing. And we can only do so much. 
We can only polish a tank so much uh, to make it shine. And we did everything we could, and it wasn't enough. We just needed you to uh, have a good game. And uh, while I like your game, I like weird kinky shit. So it's just me. So I think the highlight was the the media being willing to attempt to give them some standing. Uh, I think they just chose to use that focus on other stuff. And their low light was they're still trying to sell the signature editions and their 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 media push is for that right now. I don't I don't understand the decision making there. Mm. Well, <clears throat> you GTO, have a good point. Yeah, you have a my highlight uh, will obviously be about GTF, but I'll go ahead and say, in terms of their marketing efforts, the idea of having a a tank version that actually drove around at Texas, <laughs> that was pretty clever. I it was eye catching. It was goofy. It it fit with the direction they wanted to go with the game. So, of all the stuff I saw come out of them and the ways they tried to kind of you know spaghetti on the wall, see mm-hmm. what sticks to promote this, that was definitely right up there. I think a lot of people ended up being sad that when they found out that the tank versions were not drivable by yeah. the general public. Because I was, I actually did a aw when I found that out. Um. I, I do want to. I, I did want to comment briefly about your your remarks on the media. That was very interesting. I'm mostly blame Triple Drain Pinball Podcast for this, but it it was broadly the media, and I don't. I blame them more than anyone, probably because of the lunchboxes, because they really leaned in on that. We gave but them their acronym, Dennis. Here was the yeah. Here was the thing about it all. It was so fascinating, is because it's the first he time gave I them can a tagline that was used throughout the entire industry, Dennis. Yes, I I understand that. The th- the reason my that- librarian said GTF, <laughs> and I don't even go to the library anymore. All right, sorry. No, no, that's that's fine. I my issue was that I just and this is an this is just an aside. I was so amused though because in all my time commentating in this hobby, that is the first instance where I think I have I can identify where the hobbyist media actually embraced and promoted a game just for the sport of it. (laughs) It was before we had seen anything. And it was like, we just sort of based off of some early people saying some stuff on their shows. It wasn't like behind the scenes discussions. All of a sudden we just decided GTF was going to be made a thing. And that's what happened. They had all this stuff, but you're right. They didn't really do anything with it. That is not my low light for them though. Okay. That's unfortunate, but their low Sadly, light. Sadly, I is, know the reason why, but I won't say. That's I, right. I won't say why. But the low light is that they still have leadership of their company going out and saying the next three games are going to be original themes. <laughs> this is <clears throat> American Pinball. Uh oh. This Dennis is here. This is Dennis. Listen to me. I have no marketing background. I have no promotional background. I'm just me. I'm just a hobbyist. I'm just an enthusiast. But I've covered this hobby in various content creation formats, all on podcasts, because podcasting is easy. So that's why I do it. But I've been around a long time. I've been, I've got my, over my five years of experience. Got your coin. You know, that's right. I, I have articles on this, on the subject of pinball, I, all sorts of stuff. I've, I've been very engaged in this hobby. What you are doing is incorrect. Get a theme, one that required you to pay for a license and 
not Hot Wheels. <laughs> not Hot Wheels. Thank you. Yeah. Don't tease He-Man and give us not He-Man. Yeah. And now that, you know, they got the Cuphead rumor that I'm like, but, but when? When Cuphead 5 comes out? Oh, yeah. That's because, true. What? Because, because all of these things. Yeah. No, the He-Man thing. I almost forgot about that one. That one yeah. was. Everyone was sharing the song where he does that, sings that what's going on meme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all that. People were excited. Again, we were going to make American Pinball a thing again for no good reason. But you've taken you were that away. You the chosen one. You were the chosen one. You were, chosen you, were so, one you were supposed to d- d- destroy the Sith, not join them. Not join them. He's <laughs> lying. I hate you. And American Pitbull's lying there, burning from their from their <laughs> lack of sales. I hate you. I hate <laughs> you. You're trying to steal her. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's how it feels. Now, now selfishly, as a hobbyist, I like GTF. And I'm glad they made it. As a distributor, eh, it's not feeding my kids. Aren't they aren't they about to put out make another three hundred or something? Uh, I mean, uh, no, God no. Oh. And the other thing to this is like if they come out with Yukon Yeti, the the follow up to Whitewater, selfishly, as a niche little uh pinball collector as I am, I am extremely excited about it. Extremely. Uh but as a distributor, eh, I, I, yeah. So my upside is, you know, I, they make some stuff like Houdini. I still love Houdini. Oktoberfest, it was a damn mess and did a big no thanks. Hot Wheels, for some reason, uh, people really liked it. I, I don't get it. I really don't get that game. I see no fun in it. Uh, but, you know, but I, so I seem to like the things that the, the masses don't when it comes to American Pinball. Like people hated gtf i i thoroughly enjoy that game so bring on yukon yeti nordman please i want a whitewater sequel all right barrels of fun the new kid on the block do you think that Mm. would do good as a theme new kids on the block Uh, do as well as elton john does agree i think it might be cooler though than elton john just saying Barrels? It would get it would get bonus points with a lot of people because it's more modern. Yep. Yep. Barrels of fun, new kid on the block. Recently, did you see this Adam Savage is tested? Adam Savage tested, it's like a YouTube show from the Myth Busters, uh, Adam Savage. Got this huge old six million subscriber b- 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 channel, blah, blah, blah. Yes. They just had an episode themed just around the Labyrinth Pinball Machine by Barrels of Fun. Yes, I did see it. What a great, great piece for exposing pinball, number one. But just a damn interesting episode uh, for anybody to watch. That was that was good watching right there. Reminded me of when the JJP had the slow-mo guys do yeah. one of theirs. Yeah, so it was really in-depth. If you have not seen that, I really strongly encourage you to go check that out. I thought that that would have a nice reverberation of sales because of something so widely exposed. And I was correct. We received, hell, I think uh, seven or eight orders the mm. following, like within 48 hours of that airing, seven or eight orders. And to me, that's substantial. That is very substantial. I don't know if I've sold seven or eight of any individual title in a 48-hour period since, well, I mean, since the release of- Since it launched. Yeah, since a game launch, you know? So 
fantastic. Mm. The upside, so the, what has Barrels of Fun done this year? They did a lot of things right. The highlight for me, uh, what I think their highlight was of this year, is coming to a marketplace as a new company and immediately retaining the majority of trust from your consumer base. Even being able to sell direct to the point that you've sold out of your allotted direct sales. It does help that you've had known parties uh, that have been in pinball that people love and adore, but that doesn't always work. We've seen that with Deep Root. There's some people we loved at Deep Root too. It just didn't work, but it worked here. And thus far, they've done pretty much everything right. They've checked all the boxes. Timing has been impeccable. Not showing things until things are ready to sell is another thing. They've really done everything right. And I know the other manufacturers, if they're looking out for anybody right now thinking, whoa, let's see what they're up to. It's definitely who the cool, cool kids call barrels. Downside for me was, of course, I mean, the low-hanging fruit was the mystery pinball company annoying everybody like flies on shit. So yeah, that was annoying. But once they came out as barrels, yeah, everything has been pretty golden thus far. Um, I think maybe another downside is the name. Barrels of fun. I don't, I don't eh, doesn't do much for me. It works, but it doesn't do much for me. But I can't, I can't say enough good things thus far. We'll have to see what their production uh, looks like in 2024. That's what they're going to have to focus on because they've got to make a lot of labyrinth pinball machines. But thus far, pretty dynamite and very surprising as a veteran hobbyist. Very surprising to see a company be able to do what they did in the end of 2023. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. I, which isn't too surprising because they only it's have about, a, yeah. one thing. So, so I won't add anything to it. Uh, maybe fifth element. That's the rumored upcoming game. That they, yeah. We'll see. I think that's another strong theme, strong enough theme. Yes. Stronger I, even than labyrinth. I agree with that as well. Somebody said on the Adam Savage's test, I think Knapp showed a picture of, there was like a fifth element um, character uh, like a sculpt head that was in the video, almost like an Easter egg from the fifth element. And I was that, too lazy to go back and check. And what I found interesting is this came after the rumblings and rumors of fifth element being their next theme. So was that just placed in Adam Savage's studio because he's a fan of the fifth element or was this a little troll move because they heard that there was rumblings that that was their next game. So they just trolled a little bit more or was this them being the former mystery pinball company and laying clues around everywhere because they are little uh, goblin kings over there placing tricksies everywhere? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Pinball Brothers, they're still around. you know that? Yes. So much so that they are now shipping Alien Ripley editions. Booyah! I think ours are on a plane from Italy, I believe. Mm. Yeah. So for all of the customers of Flipping Out Pinball that have your orders in for Alien Ripley Edition, I believe that you may have your game here within the next, hell, I don't know, one to three weeks, if I guessed. Yeah, hot damn. Now, remember they had the pending art that they had for Sigourney Weaver's character, Ripley? They had like uh, people like, I don't like the translator. Um, Is she in the code? She's very heavily in the code now. But uh, they changed the art. Now the art was approved so they could show the approved art, which is like a close-up of Ripley. So all is well. A lot of positive reactions from the changes in art from the uh, the initial renderings. And uh, yeah, the game's shipping. Yay. Do you think you'll, you think you'll ever 
own an alien. No. You don't think so? Nah, it's wide body. Yeah, that's true. The rumored games, uh, so people still say they're going to come out with, an, uh, with a remake. Working with Pedretti, they get the European Pinball Company collaboration now. Uh, we might see them take the torch from CGC to do some of these remakes. I've heard Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't think so yet. I think Pinball Brothers are going to swing with something else here uh, in March. February, March. I think we're going to see another release from Pinball Brothers. And I think that's what we're going to see. The, now, the highlight of last year, I think I'm going to give it to the Ripley edition. Coming in saying, I know a lot of people like this game. And a lot of people have been telling us years they want Sigourney Weaver in there. I know that Andrew Highway said that this couldn't happen. I know that uh, Roger Sharp, who helped us with licensing, said, yeah, we just we didn't ask. Them saying, we want this game to be the best it can. Thus, we went out and we paid we got uh, Sigourney Weaver not only in a new Ripley edition, not only for only seven nine nine five, much less than their other editions, but we're uh, expanding this new code to uh, the other owners as well. Overall, Pinball Brothers is doing a lot of things right, and they're definitely a company to be on the lookout for. Um, we just uh, hasty decisions is what I don't want them to do in the future. That's my only hesitation. Don't mm. want any hasty decision making. I don't know downside. Downside um, for this company is that they don't have an establishment over in the U.S. yet. I think they need that. Okay. Yeah, a uh, highlight for me would be the same as yours, the decision to do the Ripley edition, giving the fans what they want. I think that was a very smart play. Uh, downside, uh, also the Ripley edition, mm. pricing it under the other edition. See, this is where when we talked about JJP and them lowering prices, where I said there could be a risk if they were to actually lower it so that I actually think it makes the best sense for them to hold their pricing mm -hmm. because they basically just devalued all of those other alien games. They hurt us distributors that have LVs in stock and SVs mm -hmm. in stock. Yeah. Yep. It's simple. It's, it's simple math. We've seen this in other hobbies. So I'm, I'm I mean, I'm not. I'm not like spinning some weird truths here. This is this is pretty typical market behavior sort of things. And while it may have made sense when they lower the price on Queen, the edition that I don't think had shipped out yet, and then uh, I believe was honored for everyone. In this instance, you basically have the new version, which is cheaper, which is better. Mm -hmm. So it's like it has everyone getting a Ripley edition has an advantage here and everyone who is stuck. And yes, you can upgrade unless you have a highway version and then you can't do they even can, do that. Yeah. Not that they need to do anything sure. for the highway folks, but I'm just saying the decision to make a better version and sell it for less, that is going to put, I think is going to put people on the defense in terms of the next game that pinball brothers comes out with. And people are going to wonder, well, if I just wait, will I actually be able to get new inbox for even less money? And so I think it was a low light decision. Yeah. And I, that's what I mean by like some of the hasty decisions. It's got to be careful. That's all. Just think about it a little bit more before you roll out I, with it. I'm not sure it was a hasty decision. Given they did this similar thing with Queen, I think one of two things. One, they didn't have a big blowback issue with Queen. And so they thought they could do it again without really thinking through the differences between how they did it with Queen and the situation with a long running game like Alien. Option number two. They're in financial trouble, and this had to be done. They have to sell. They just they have to. And thus, they couldn't even factor in what the public would think about it. It's, they're desperate. And well, that's what I meant by the decision. Like when Queen came out, remember they, 
They announce it, they half-ass show it, and then people are like, what the hell is that? Is that this kiosk or this pop-up? That's weird. It's not available really for sale per se, or if it is, it's just in European markets. Are they ready to ship? No, they're not even building that. Like That thing fell flat even before it even had a chance. So Queen was such a bad, and again, I'm not, I probably could have low-lighted Queen, but Queen showed to me where back when they kiosked Queen, I think it was around that time, is when I said I was still in the boat of Pinball Brothers, I thought, was just basically trying to recover what they could from their investments in Highway. And so they were going to sell Aliens. And then since Queen was designed, I thought, all right, maybe they do Queen and then they go away because sure. they didn't seem to want to truly design games on like they didn't have to have that sort of staff on board. And then we know Queen hasn't done well. We know it's not selling like Alien did. So now we see them go back to the Alien well, doing something that resonates very, very well. But because they so desperately need new sales, mm-hmm. it's not just selling a bunch of toppers and, and translites of Sigourney Weaver. They could have done that and just pushed out the code update. No, they got Ripley editions now that they're trying really hard to push. And they've priced them so competitively against their old product that, to me, these are signs of financial distress. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see what 2024 yeah. has. I'm not going to call them and ask them and say, hey, De- Pinball Brothers, this is Dennis. I'm not. Oh, I yeah. yeah they we'll don't, see. Don't get that. We'll, we'll know. Don't worry. If, it, if, it, if it's distress, we'll know because this won't be enough to there's save a, them. Yeah, there's a lot of what they're doing that I like and a lot of uh, – uh, there's a lot of what I like. So um, I'm excited about their, their 2024. Haggis Pinball, I could say the same with them. There's not much to cover here. They announced Centaur revisited. They changed up their models a little bit where uh, they dropped the the classic model and they said, look, we're, we're just going to do all the upgrades in a normal, like the Mermaid edition, but we're, you know, we're calling it the Beast edition where we're, you get all the upgrades. Now, we're going to actually add a level above that. There's only 25 or 50 or whatever it was of the Orblivion edition where we're really just going all out for that upper echelon of people who really want something different and looking for exclusivity. So I like, I think the highlight is Centaur as an announcement, if they're going to do remakes is a big highlight. I think that the quality of the materials that they're still using and everything is still a highlight and getting positive remarks from the Fathom Revisited they have been doing. Uh, their new model, I think is a, is a highlight as well on uh, how they're doing that. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see anything else really much to discuss. I mean, the rumored games in the future will be a ball deluxe. That's what everybody probably thinks. Um, I can say that the remainder of their fathom revisited, they, they said their, their goal was to get them all done by the end of this year. They've in a plane right now, flipping out pinballs remainder of fathom revisited games. So they upheld, upheld that for us. So uh, I think Haggis is fine. Just quietly, doing what they're doing and selling games and not making a big splash pun intended uh, at this moment. They just need to keep their noses down, keep working hard and keep offering people walk the walk instead of talking the talk. So I think, I think all is good with Haggis pinball. Yeah. I would say highlight is I think they learned a lot of lessons from the fathom build. And so their announcements on the, on the centaur remake were, I think other than, I think they overpriced it for what the market is now at, mm. uh, given the cooling off. Most of the decisions they made with the, with Centaur were improvements. Mm-hmm. So broadly, I think that they they improved the overall ask. 
uh, I'd say the low light for for Fathom this year was probably the decision to go ahead and let the new code go to the classic editions. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They've clearly adapted to that for Centaur, but I think they should have just bit the bullet and, and ran with it. But again, I think for financial reasons, which I think is the why they ended yeah, up pricing Centaur the way sales. it is. Yeah. They they were like, we could make a lot more money if we could sell additional software packages. Mm-hmm. And so they just went ahead and were like, we need it. And they did it. So I understand the decision. But I, you know, as you know, those sort of decisions can alienate the people that yeah. chose to adopt in a certain way. People who would not have gotten the LE had they known they could have paid the classic and then just paid an upgrade price. Sure. Um, sure. so that's, I'd say the main low light, I I'll just, I'll throw out another little thing. And this is, it's more unfortunate for Haggis than anyone else. Cause it's a bed of their own making mm-hmm. that most companies know not to make their bed in, but they launched their company like Celts era, very transparent. And then mm. they became very not transparent. Yeah. And so now they have a reputation for being extremely opaque to the public. In reality, I think they're about as opaque as any other manufacturer, but this is why you don't go around doing like weekly updates and keeping everyone informed. And then you stop mm-hmm. and you just start going, just we don't different. We, yeah. yeah. And so it just, they come across as, uh, as more secretive than mm-hmm. they really are, but that's because they started so transparent and they won 80 on it. Well, and they probably a little gun shy too. They, they, be- oh, there. We won't even. We don't yeah. even got the time to dive into what all those possible motivations would would be. Yeah. The bottom line is, though, they should never have been as transparent as they were because mm-hmm. now they're in this boat where they're just seen as the company that got secretive. I always worried about the spooky pinball with the same respect. Yeah, um, uh, because they like to respond on pin side to stuff, and it's like they've made until it you this don't. Far. Yeah, and if you stop, you're going to be seen at far worse light for stopping than Stern is seen for never having done it. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is how it works. Consistency and honesty are key. So yeah, I think they, yeah, they, you're right. They learned a lot of stuff and hopefully we'll see continued improvements from them moving forward. I like their model, their business model and their business plan. Uh, but that one, I'm, I mean, as I am a dealer for a lot of other companies, I'm biased there too, because I'm their exclusive dealer here for the United States. Oh, I had to do a, uh, I was publicly, uh, there was a public statement put out there from Canada's Pinball Podcast claiming that in addition to kickbacks that I've been providing for these media people to speak nicely about my company and games, which again, just for clarifications, total fucking rotten bullshit. Like it's just, just not true people. Um, and there's nobody out there that's making money if they sell games for me. Uh, frankly, you want to know why? Because number one, who gives a fuck I sell enough games? Uh, number two, nobody's going to sell better than me. And number three, I don't want to have to fucking document like who's getting what. No, stop. Makes no fucking sense. I don't need that. But there's a public statement that put out that the reason that we have exclusivity at Flipping Out Pinball with Haggis Pinball is because I paid for that exclusivity. Now, I think making such a false statement publicly is probably illegal. Because it's just, just simply not true. I don't know what to do with it, but just for clarification purposes, stop being fucking disgusting. It's not true. Uh, I th- hopefully, I'd like to think the reason Haggis came to flipping out pinballs because there's no other reason. Uh, if you don't want that many games into the U.S. or don't need that many games into the U.S., one dealer can handle it. So why not pick a dealer that you have a good relationship with and uh, results show? So, But yeah, what is that, Dennis? I pay for exclusivity. I, I can see maybe that being a thing, but it's just not the case here. <sighs> uh, 
I'm not sure how it would work with a distributor exactly. I mean, it's like I've I've seen issues. Are you like, different industries, maybe? Well, well, for example, like sponsors wanting to be the exclusive sponsor of an event. Oh like yeah. Back when I worked at a at a quasi public entity, we would we had a big uh, manufacturer equipment seller uh, for it was it was road equipment for anyone who cares, and they would they would want to like come in and basically they wanted to be the exclusive manufacturer that sold that type of equipment and they offered a significant funding but you see they they're buying the exclusivity so that they could hope to sell sell stuff in that regard sure, so sure. for uh for a company like haggis they sell the same number of pins regardless of how many distributors they have yeah they a lot they a lot so, flipping out a certain amount so it doesn't make that. it just it doesn't make logical sense yeah. like i could see like it wouldn't make sense to me why you would pay to be the exclusive seller I, I mean, I could, I could uh, see to a certain extent. I'm, tr- I'm trying like, I could be like, well, then I'll be able to make all the money off of the, but here's the thing. Like you, the reason why I don't think it makes much sense to me and uh, is because the MSRP is the MSRP Yes, and they would know if you were charging more, like the public would know if you were charging more. Yeah, they more. can set the fees any or the prices. And anyway, so, so especially if there's an, uh, and maybe if there, if there's no option to buy direct from the company, it could wink make more sense I, and i'm it, saying it I, you I'm could make it, i get you're right you could make it work in some ways but i'm not sure that the profit is like how much would the exclusive deal be worth because you have to factor in like what's the profit like <laughs> what's being, your profit on an average game sale and you have to decide is here. it what's the delta for selling all of them in the in this one market and so and what percentage of that because obviously it needs to be lower than 100 percent for i just yeah you're being too logical i'm just saying i know. don't know why somebody would uh, as fact put that out there publicly when it's just not true. I, I don't get it. I don't. I saw someone, I can't it. remember if it was a pin site or social media who said that they thought that, I don't think they said they thought, I think they said that flipping out pinball sponsors, all the pinball network stuff, yeah, I've heard which of that I thought too. was weird. Uh, I think this show is the only show you sponsor that's on the network. That's correct. Okay. I yep. thought so. I was trying to think. I mean, I, I don't, don't listen to the ads. or had a conversation with like somebody, a mod maker came up to me and they were like, oh, it's really smart with what you did with TPN, uh, creating a network like I'm the only one that created it, creating a network for people just to talk good about your company. And they were saying it poking like really smart business move. And I said, well, wait a minute. Because um, I take offense to that stuff because I'm very cognizant of it. And I said, well, who are you referring to? Like what shows? He said, oh, oh, I mean, come on. Yeah, all of them, man. I said, no, like we're having drinks here. We're kicking back. Who? Like in particular, can you, you know, just name one. I don't even need all of them. Just, just name one. Well, you know, I said, no, I don't because you know what? There's not one channel in TPN that we sponsor. <laughs> except yeah, the for, only one I, my I own remember thing. was was when Pinball Party was a member. Mm-hmm, that was the first. They one, yeah. they had a sponsor. They you sponsored them, but they're not on the network. So yeah. not I said more. So. I said you're probably thinking uh, like Loser Kid, and they're like, yeah, man, see Loser Kid. I said, yeah, yeah, they're not in the network. They're not in the network. I said, but mm-hmm. maybe Poor Man. But you're probably talking about Poor Man. I was being passive aggressive at this point. They said, mm-hmm. yeah, look, Poor Man. I said, well, yeah, I don't. They're not in the network. <laughs> so, what about uh, yeah? So which shows do you sponsor? Try again. Uh, we sponsor Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We sponsor Pinball Party Podcast. We sponsor uh, Brody Even Pinball and Buffalo Pinball. Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. Uh, formerly Travis Murray when he was doing his yeah, YouTube doing, podcast. Yeah, uh, that. And I'm trying to think: is there anybody else? My apologies. Well, TPS. You sponsor the pinball. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, tangent there, people. Now's the time that we divert people over to Patreon. 
Do people want to go to patreon.com slash pinball show and sign up as an official club member? They do if they want to hear today's super exclusive content that Ooh. we've spent a long time working on. Yes, so I we. hope it goes over well for Absolutely. people. Absolutely. They can also get plenty of other perks by being an official member of the pinball show and supporting the show it would be awesome too. There's three club membership levels, including the official membership level at $10 a month, uh, Nordman club membership at $25 a month or your $100 a month screaming goat club membership. And just as a quick update to yeah. those who are already Patreon members, Zach and I are working on getting the, the decals out to the Ooh. Nordman plus club members yeah. and then the shirts. The paywall polos. Uh, so yes, the paywall polos. Zach's trying to find a, a printer that can do the, the design mm-hmm. that we've got. So that's, that's in the works. And then you'll, you'll be reached out regarding your shirt size. The decals have been ordered. That's so. right. And received actually. Oh, good. And in 2024, you're going to start hearing some of the episodes from our Screaming Goat Club members, as well as the the Nordman level members and above get to choose a topic for us to discuss. So that's coming soon in 2024. But in the meantime, we've got a phenomenal, I'm going to call it a segment that we've created that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, you, let's call it make a pin, I think is what, that's what we Yes, do. make a pin. Make a pin. Make a pin is going to be essentially the contemporary pinball artists that we have nowadays, the Franchise Yetis of the world, the Johnny Crafts of the world, the designers. We've got a list of designers, a list of programmers and rules makers. We have a list of sound engineers. We have a list of video animators. We have a list, list of different, co- all the different companies in this industry. Uh, so all these lists and using some of the best yet to be made themes or most desirable themes in pinball, whether it be a Back to the Future, or Harry Potter, Top Gun, Matrix, Taylor Swift, Goonies, Beatles, Cocaine Bear. Who at? Wait, did you add Cocaine Bear? Cocaine Bear. Oh my we God. We need it. Okay. And Beetlejuice. Co- cocaine Bear, Die Hard Predator. We're going to throw them into the TPS randomizer and out's going to pop. Boop, 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 boop. So we're going to randomize everything, including the theme. So we're going to explain how this assortment of characters as it's been thrown together by the TPS randomizer with the random theme is going to look like what it's going to turn out to be. We are going to do our damnedest to describe what that particular team with all the knowledge that we know of their, uh, their works in the past, what type of game that would, uh, that would create. Whew. I'm, I'm looking forward to abomination. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Damn. Who's going to be matched up with who could it mm. work or will it be a mess? Tune in to find out now. Speaking of the Pinball Show Club membership, we've got to be thankful to our Screaming Goat Club members. Dennis? Yeah. They're still full from being designated different Thanksgiving foods. Yeah. Some were not happy with their foods. We did get a message about, really? I'm going to be... You know what? It, we can't help. We can't help what, it, you, what you channel as a food. <sighs> That's right. I know what's channeled in my tummy when I hear about Bobcat. Uh, it's It's belly tickles and and chuckles i still watch that video to this day thank you rodney for the continued support and here's hoping this holiday season a bobcat in fact does not attack your wife oh shoot that fucker steve jabsy with mr bumblebee Bumblebee! here's hoping this holiday season jabs that a bumblebee does not sting your nose (laughs) yeah that would be bad Have you ever seen the uh, the pictures of the dogs that get stung by like wasps and stuff? Mm, I don't think so. Oh my god, they puff up and they look like Muppets. (laughs) (sighs) Thanks again, Rob, for being a panther. We call him our little sex kitten. Thanks for the continued support. 
This holiday season, we hope that a panther does not attack the bobcat that attacked Rodney's wife. Oh, shoot that fucker! I, I don't know. I think Rodney's wife may have attacked the bobcat. <laughs> My wife attacked a bobcat. Oh, thank you, Colin. <laughs> and I'm sorry all at the same time. I am utterly sorry for people in this industry. I'm so sorry. Oh, poor Colin probably wants to pack up all of his work and just leave at this point. But thank you nonetheless for supporting the pinball show. And thank you for the kineticist. And for anybody who wants to be negative about the Twippies or Twip or the kineticist or anything, all I would ask is, before you have an opinion, fucking do your homework. That's, that's it. Is that too much to ask, Dennis? Before you have a strong opinion attacking somebody, maybe just know what the facts. That, that's all. Maybe not attack people. Maybe, maybe that's even better. Maybe that's even better. But just naturally, people like attacking. Uh, speaking of attack, the Falcon. Coming in hot, Frankie. Frank, thank you so much for the continued support. May this holiday season not bring you a Falcon that swoops down and takes your Yorkie high into the sky. It's not going to live. Do you know uh, that? Um, it happened. Purportedly, because I didn't see it. Purportedly, that happened uh, in Alaska to one of my grandmother's schnauzers. Oh, to an actual family member's a schnauzer? Yeah, well, not to a, like, it didn't take schnauzer's her baby. Not small. It, took her, it took her dog, but... Uh, yeah. So as I, Damn. as I'd heard it from my, from my uncle, and I don't know what year this was well, long ago, galaxy far, far away. Yeah. They were, I guess, out at camp in, in the bush out in, mm -hmm. out in Alaska and this, this eagle or hawk. I don't remember which iteration. Did of someone the story say eagle? Or falcon or some, for, some form so, of some bird of prey swooped down and, and got grabbed the dog and while they didn't get very high up off the ground and purportedly my uncle pulled his gun and shot the bird oh and saved oh, the dog i was waiting for him but, to shoot the dog like like a like a clay oh, pigeon pull uh, <laughs> he yeah, shot well, the dog at a minute like hit me hit, <laughs> oh unless my. it was super close but i don't know wow who knows if this is true or not again i never saw like the feathers did chuck norris do a tumble roll out of an igloo and catch the dog then and nurse him back to <laughs> my, health with his my bosom. understanding was that the bird was not was was barely off the ground because of the weight yeah, of like it, this wasn't a puppy this was a full-grown schnauzer it's the claws though it's the they they the vital organs they puncture well i like it it got it like i don't know oh my god maybe it's all made up that's horrible what's your uncle's like does he have a big beard he's like a wilderness he, creature i don't think he has a beard anymore he is a hunting guide hell yeah one of several on that side of the family does he do it for a living uh part i mean he's also a teacher or well, he's now retired i think he retired this year but he was a teacher and also did ems uh medac up in Damn. north of the arctic circle I so want to be guided by him through the wilderness like Revenant and Leo. Yeah, we prefer not to have the Revenant experience in Alaska. Because <sighs> the only way out is a way out of camp is life flight. That's the only way. Well, I thought it was in the torso of a bear. If they can get into you from the weather. It's the only way I can Because you got to radio in. There's no cell signal out there. <laughs> Thank yeah. you again, Dave. I appreciate you, Dave, yeah. uh, for being the shaker mother here at the Pinball right. Show. You're essential. You're crucial. You are the number one accessory uh, here. I Don't let Craig Bobby tell you that he's the number one accessory. It is you, the shaker motor. And I hope that your holiday season is not filled with any shaking or stumbling around, unless it's because of too much eggnog. Who drinks eggnog? I like eggnog. Of course you would. Joe Fox, we appreciate you, Joe. I don't care what the fox says. 
But this holiday season, I hope that uh, you and the missus can get foxy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey! Oh, uh, uh, sorry about that, Miss Fox. Charlie, thank you for for being our little bell. Every time bell rings, we get another screaming goat member. Charlie, may your holiday season be filled with the caroling of bells from really annoying bastards that still do caroling. Do people still do carols? No. People get shot nowadays. I wouldn't trust. Yes. I wouldn't trust caroling nowadays. No. Not this society. No one does it. Yeah. Except in the Hallmark movies. Oh my God, I'll be watching those with the wife. And last but not least, to the dude. Mr. Treehorn treats objects like women, man. William, thank you again from Dennis and I for being a Screaming Goat Club member and continuing your support. May your holiday season be filled with doobies and white Russians. And let's hope that you keep your little painted pinky toe in 2024. How much money would it take for you to cut off a pinky toe? Would you do it for 50 grand? Sure. Would you really? You you would yeah. take take a pinky yeah. for fifty grand? Oh, you didn't say mine. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I thought you were offering up one of yours as tribute. Shit got dark. Oh baby, that market is a fickle beast, ain't she? Ooh, she's temperamental. One minute she's seducing you into buying a GTF, and the next minute she won't even give you eight thousand dollars for an Adams family. Yeah, the market can't live with it can't live without it so i'm here to make it a little easier on you to tame this market temptress in your favorite pinball podcast segment pinball market trends i like your style dude come on medusa and no market scare me You're not such a big old bad market are you no you just want lovings too ah don't you bite Trending up this week is Labyrinth by Barrels of Fun Pinball. They get a little bump this week because they are slowly trickling out. More people are playing them on the select few locations around the country and in the world. They continue to get good publicity. They continue to get good feedback for those who do get their hands on one. And the big boost this last week is Adam Savage's exposure on his tested show on the internet. So this game and the company continue to trend up as do the sales of this little phoenix that rose out of 2023 without anyone seeing it coming. Also trending up this week, I got to give a shout out to a good buddy of mine, Scott Larson from the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, Josh as well, but in particular, Scott, whoa, go listen to their last episode. What I loved about it and why Scott is trending up is not so much what he said. Sure, I may agree with that, but you don't have to agree with it to respect and appreciate when people in media or content creation have the courage to speak open and freely about their feelings and thoughts. When something is occurring that's just not right, it's so damn easy to be quiet in those situations. I battle it all the time. Believe me, it's not in my best interest to speak out when I do, when things are just complete bullshit. And sometimes it feels lonely calling situations out when they need to be called out. So much love and respect to Scott Larson for making me not feel alone. To taking the route that's more bumpy, not because it's easier and it's paved cleaner, but to have the courage to be honest on your platform when something is not sitting right with you. I always tell people it's so much easier for me to be like, hey, Zach, 
shut the hell up. Make sure people know how much you love pinball. Only show people the exciting things about pinball and what you love. You have a business. Lean on those things. There's no sense in you speaking openly, sticking up for other people or anything like that. Or Selfishly, it's just not worth it. But I get in trouble and I do it anyway. So thank you, Scott. Even if I don't agree with other content creators, whether it's in pinball or whatever it may be in, I'm always going to respect people that give their true opinion. Now, some people can come across as little dickheads and lying sacks of shit, not because they truly believe that. They're just feeding you toxic poison because they themselves are miserable and they don't want to see happiness from others. So they try to grow a a group of like-minded people that can shut down any sniff or whiff of happiness coming from others. And then there's those that just turn a cheek to it because they don't want to be associated with it. I don't know which ones I respect less. Also trending up this week is Final Round Pinball Podcast, specifically Martin Robbins. Marty, look, I I listened to the last Final Round episode with Jeff T. Ellis and a special appearance by Ryan C., and my heart broke when, when Martin was telling me that I, uh, I, in episodes past, I don't even know if it's a Twit podcast or this one, I trended down head to head because uh, I don't even remember why. I can't say that I didn't believe it at that time because if I'm trending something, I, I did truly believe it, uh, but probably a prick or an asshole thing of me to do nonetheless. Um, and he brought that up, remembering how bad that hurt, and that made me feel like shit. So, uh, so you get my training up this week because the last episode that you guys did made me so happy to be a listener of that podcast and a fan of that podcast because it's really second to none. The level of relationship and banter that the hosts have over there. So as a reminder to everybody, by training up Final Round Pinball Podcast, go listen. I love you, Marty. It's the holiday season, so we got to keep training up things. Training up this week is Stern Pinball. I've got to. They've probably been the most consistent training up on this program, but numbers don't lie. I only report the facts, so don't 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 hate on me. People Stern Pinball is training up in a big way because of their upcoming Cornerstone announcement. That's all people are talking about. Plus, they have a new Insider Connected app that everyone's been waiting on. And sure, it had some bumps upon release. Ain't nobody talking about no bumps now. It works. And you're going to see it work in a hell of a lot more ways in 2024 coming soon. Ooh, wee. But as you spoon with that market lying by a warm fire, she could turn around and bite your ass. Because every once in a while, that market will trend down. And trending down this week is Stern Pinball's Home Edition games. Ouch! On the secondary market, these things are taking a beating. Star Wars in particular. I was on the marketplace and saw a Star Wars Home Edition. Uh, a used one, still in good condition, down to $2,800. Peoples, that's that's cheaper than a System 11, a good System 11. And the sad thing is it plays better than most System 11s. The sad thing is it has better rules than most System 11s. The sad thing is it actually has a theme, not only any theme, but one of the greatest themes of all time compared to the original themes of a System 11 game. Sometimes the market doesn't make sense here. It just doesn't. $2,800? Woohoo. Brutal. Also trending down this week, I gotta do it's Cactus Canyon Remake. We're starting to see these things dip on the secondary market where the other remakes just aren't showing that dip. Maybe it's the the length of time it's taking to produce these things or the sour taste it's leaving in a lot of people's mouths. Or honestly, maybe it's the hope of Pulp Fiction to finally start rolling out that the market is just dying on Cactus Canyon Remake. CGC games are known to uphold their value higher than MSRP. 
not with Cactus Canyon. They're dipping below that. And substantially for the SE model or the SE Plus model, this will take a big swing and uptrend later on once that upgraded code kit comes out. But until then, man, you got a little butt cactus. All's trending down this week is JJP's Godfather LE. That poor game is worth more than it's going for on the secondary market. But I'm just here to report the facts. I, I Just personally, I think it's worth more, but I'm seeing these things in like new condition. Godfather LE's in the 8,000s. I'm talking like 8,500 for this game, this $12,000 game. It's nutty, right? That's a lot of game for the money. And speaking of a lot of game for the money, I've got to save you some money by providing you this week's Deal of the Week! Bye, bye, bye! Deal of the Week, courtesy of Flipping Out Pinball. We've got this Foo Fighters Premium. Great condition. I've lowered this thing twice now. Uh, it's, it's pre-owned. I think it's a couple hundred plays on it. Nice game. I've lowered it a couple times. We're down to like $81.99 for this. Uh, a new game is $96.99. $81.99 for this lightly used game? It's still sitting, so I've got to reduce it some more, so why not make it a DOT dub? A deal of the week. We'll slash the price all the way down to, should I make it under $8,000? Surely it's going to leave by then. Even more? Fine. $78.99. Bye, bye, bye! And your Pinball Show Market Trends deal of the week. Pinball Bounty, don't think I forgot about that, but I can cross one off my list. Got my hands on a dolly parting. Woo! Was she not majestic during that halftime show during Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, she was. So much so that a private owner of a restored model, fully restored Dolly Parton from the West Coast said, Zach, she needs to come home. And I said, with tears streaming down my supple cheek, you're damn right, damn right she does. And she's got a one-way ticket to Evansville, Indiana. STI, if I see one scratch, on her beautiful, silky cabinet, I will lose my mind. You heard me, Michelle. And as always, I'm just here to report the facts and to collect my dolly bounty because numbers don't lie and never will I on Pinball Market Trends. Amy still needs pinball. I still want a Congo and Lord of the Rings. Well, maybe I'll make that on next week's one. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dennis, uh, where do these people need to get a hold of you? If you need to reach out to me, you can email collecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can email us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. Remember to enter to win a pinball topper, pinball armor, shaker motors, banners, a freaking play field. It's the big giveaway here at the Pinball Show. We couldn't do it without you. We appreciate uh, you listening, following along, subscribing, and pushing the love for pinball fun. Also follow along with Straight Down the Middle, a video series I do with my friend Greg on YouTube. This is your hint. You may want to follow straight down the middle YouTube video series right now. Go ahead and subscribe and follow it. It's going to be an exciting December. Sponsor of the Pinball Show is Flippin' Out Pinball. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from Flippin' Out. From toppers or premiums, I've got it figured out. Flippin' Out, figured out. When I think of pinball, I think Flippin' Out. Flippin' Out. Shout out to Jason at Pinball Party. Yay. Consuming the hell out of that stuff. Product showcase this week is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro. I was able to secure a couple. Those things have been long gone. I've been able to get a couple new ones in the box. So uh, a lot of people like that game in the Pro version especially. So come out and get you one of those. I got Star Wars Pro in stock as well as Elvira Blood Red Kiss. Guardians of the Galaxy Pro now in stock. 
Venom Pro, new and used. Premium, new and used. LE, new and used. Jurassic Park 30th anniversary, I've got one left. James Bond Pro, premium, I've got one LE still in the box. One 60th anniversary edition still in the box. Avengers Premiums, Pros, Foo Fighters Pro, premium. Order your Labyrinth today. Order Elton John today. Get on the rumored list for anything coming up from, I don't know, maybe Spooky Pinball or Stern Pinball or uh, who knows. What else? GTFs, I still have some. You want some? You want one, Dennis? Maybe that's what uh, I'll get you for Christmas year. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no take backsies. Where's the lunchbox? Uh, accessory shakers. You know what? This holiday season, give the gift of love, and that is a pinball topper. You've seen the advertisements. They're wonderfully done. Don't, don't. Let's, let's upgrade from the art blades this year, people. Come on. I know you don't want to give a whole pinball machine. But can we not at least give a topper or some armor? Let's do it together. I'll hold your hand. Flipping out with friends. Last week it was a uh, it was a labyrinth stream. The week before a talk stream, and the, this week an Elton John stream, I believe. And you'll want to follow and subscribe Flipping Out Pinball on YouTube because there's going to be some exclusive streaming opportunities coming up. Again, probably here in December. TPN last week. Let's see. We have had final round pinball podcast episode seventy-five. Oh, Three's yeah. company. You know who that third is? Yeah, Ron C. Oh, chuckles. I spoiled it because I told you. Happy birthday. And we had Pinball Innovators and Makers Podcast episode 16, Give Back More, came out. That's the one with Jamie Boyd talking about his mind crime uh, machine that he's working on. And then uh, he'd already kind of referenced it during this episode, but Triple Drain, episode 45. Keith Elwin guest stars, which is good because uh, Travis had a lot of internet issues. I'm only about a third of the way through this episode, but... Uh, it sounds like things were really right. Not like the old camera turn off, like really frustrating internet issues must yeah, have been hampering. hampering place, that, so. yeah. But anyway, if you enjoy hearing from the goat, he, I think his internet was okay. <laughs> and TPN this week, we continue to celebrate our holiday cheer as we sing Kumbaya and I crack the sleigh whip upon the backs of everyone in this network in order for them to sell my products. <laughs> there will be people that will believe that. I know. <laughs> you know George and Dennis and Joel and... <laughs> <laughs> so awful. Amanda and David. And <laughs> 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 but do you recall... The most shilliest bastards of all. <laughs> Marty and Jeff Giolis. <laughs> no, Got you they, the haggis. Exclusive gig. Mahogany desk. Craig Bobby. He's not the biggest shill. Joel would be probably the biggest shill. But everybody loves Joel. Except so they for can't. when it's Halloween. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Go ahead and teach these people something. Audience. Listeners. <laughs> Dennis. There's Dennis here. I need you to listen up. Stay classy, San Diego. And always practice safe pinball and feed into the FOMO. The next Stern game is about to come out and you're going to fucking want it. And I don't blame you. My ass is going to want it too. So bye, bye, bye! Then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history.